Yeah. Here we are. Good evening and welcome to the Healthy Indoors After Hours Show. I'm your host, Bob Krell. I'm the founder and publisher of Healthy Indoors Magazine. And this is Healthy Indoors Magazine's eighth birthday. <laughs> yeah, that was like, what an understatement that was. So smooth. You're so smooth, bro. Birthday. You know what? You know what I, we, so we have, uh, I'll bring everybody in here from the, from the regular crew. Um, so... With with us tonight is a host of thousands or a cast of thousands, but uh, our main stage crew here, uh, Susan Valenti, who is the uh, editor of Healthy Indoors magazine, and actually uh, she's like the prodigal daughter because she was she was there at the beginning when we started things. We'll talk about that later. Uh, I think there was wasn't there for she's a while and then came back. She's, she's back. The she's the prodigal prodigal. Well, you can't have prodigal son. That would sound weird, right? Uh, Joe Medosh and Jay West are our two co-hosts. Joe Medosh is coming to us from Loveland, Colorado. Jay nope. West. I'm in, no. I'm in California. What? You moved? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just here. Oh, okay. 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 We're in California. Uh, I'm in Monterey. Uh, How nice for you. Surfing. Yeah. Okay. And can, Jay can West. Can you by the background? Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely tell by the background. It's <laughs> nice. And Jay West is coming to to us from Chicagoland, Illinois. <laughs> we, we put the Illinois in Illinois. Just so, so, um, so this is a very special uh version of the show for us i mean this show's usually a little bit off the rails anyway uh but tonight there's no reason not to be fully off the rails because this is our eighth birthday party we build it as our big ass birthday bash uh we're pretty excited i mean it's honestly uh this eight years went by really fast and so we've invited a bunch of guests to be with us tonight and these guests are people who have been with us uh throughout the course of the magazine uh helping us along and uh you know getting us to the point where we are here today uh drinking on a tuesday night so uh what i'm going to do is uh actually uh start bringing everybody in here we'll bring them in one at a time uh jack springston coming somewhere from the new york city area correct somewhere <laughs> uh wrong island wrong island okay all right and then uh kevin kennedy's coming to jack, us from way, I believe out in uh, missouri Just i believe with dark beer dark uh, beer uh, cheers as in uh, as in guinness Oh, so you actually have a Guinness there? Yes, Excellent. but I, I'm in Lawrence, Kansas, actually. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I keep, Happy birthday! I keep wanting to tie you up to where you work and make say you live there, and you've told me this like a gazillion times, and yet Happy I still birthday. have it wrong. Mm. Um, product uh, placement. Product placement. A product placement. Guinness, okay. the best chapter of the Bible. There, there's oh boy. Uh, also coming from the Atlanta, Georgia area, Corbett Lunsford, star uh, co-star of the show Home Diagnosis on PBS Television. Yay! And, you know, it's near and dear to all of your hearts. Thank you. And new um, dad. We just they're still coming. They're still coming in here. Brent Kynock, who is the uh, who's the executive director, is the executive director the right term? Managing director. Managing director of the Environmental Info uh, Information Association (EIA). Welcome, welcome. Um, also, we all oh, we have we have John Dowdy's here. Uh, hi, John, coming from uh, Ohio. John Downey, who is uh, the executive director of STERI, right, the uh, Cleaning Industry uh, Research Institute, and Jody Arujo for the, the uh, you are, but you're higher than executive director now with NADCA, right? Yes, yes. So what are you? CEO. 
your CEO. Oh, that sounds powerful. Very fancy. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and Sean, and, and I just, poor Sean McComber sitting in the holding tank. Uh, and I, I can't bring him in right now uh, because we're, we're up to our, our max here. So Sean, hang tight. I'll try to get you in in a bit. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to pop, uh, I'll pop, I'm going to pop Susan out for a second, just for a second, Susan. And I'm going to bring him in just to introduce him. Sean, see if we can get you game or something. See if we can get you on camera. Uh, da, da, da. No, we've lost him completely. Well, he was driving. So, Susan, I'm bringing you back. Sorry. Anyway, welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, thank you for coming to our birthday party. It's very exciting. We're, we're really happy to have you here. Um, okay, wait, 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 Red. Everybody ready? On the count of three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy can I just say that Bob is one of the hardest working? If you've never seen him set up lights for a fucking conference at three o'clock in the morning in a hotel, I mean, I just I have you work I, a lot I harder there. than I am willing. I was to there, work. or I was, or, I was or helped him set yeah. up lights. You say no, you do not offer. You know, I I want to say I did something special. I bought this. I'm going to do for this eighth anniversary. I'm going to do eight. Slurp Jello shots tonight. Oh my goodness! Yeah, thank you, Jody, everybody. That's a guy who plays rugby right there. You're yeah. very committed. That's if you're not going to send them to everybody, Jay, you shouldn't have done that. So emotionally, I, I will. Yeah. So, so for those of you out in the viewing audience watching our our show tonight, um, you know, you may you may know some of these people. I mean, we I've introduced them all. I haven't really given everybody a great intro as as far as what they do, um, but I, I will say that. Uh, everyone here has been involved with with this project, you know, with this Healthy Indoors project. Uh, but uh, no one really more than Susan Valenti, who I really have to uh, call out and embarrass now. Susan uh, and I actually started this magazine back in 2013, but but we actually had the conversation in the year 2000 about creating this. And it, this, you're muted, Susan. Actually, it was 1999. It was 99. Yeah, we were in Chicago. We were actually at the Macron Institute. <laughs> it's, it's a long story. We were learning how to read uh, microscope slides. Um, so that, so that, and uh, and also my buddy Tim Abear was there, who was at that point uh, just either just no, he was the, still the president of the National Air Duct Cleaners at that point. So we we were all out there, and we decided we were going to do this, but technology was not ready for us. We, we were ready for the world, but the world was not ready for us in the year 1999. So, you know what happens to early adopters, too? You get arrows. It does. It, yeah. It's, so anyway, 13 years after that, we started it. And eight years later, here we are. Um, and, and we've morphed. You know, we started as a magazine and we've become, uh, I would call us a, a media company. And Susan will remind us that we're a global media company. Worldwide Web. That's universal worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> worldwide web. So, so that's our history. I don't, I don't really want to belabor any, but Susan, Susan was there at the at onset. Uh, Susan left for a bit. Susan came back. Uh, Susan left again, and Susan's back now. And been you're you're back for real now. But well, Susan's always been involved. Susan has always had her hands in in, in on this uh, project. Back with that's a vengeance. What happens when you have kids? You have to go in and out of projects. I, 
There you go. Because, there you go. Well, totally you get it. Yeah, you can't stay. You know. So. So, that being said, you know, uh, it, it's it's been a, it's been an interesting ride, and uh, we wouldn't be here without her. So I, I really need to, you know, I, I need to acknowledge that because that's a big deal. You know, you work tire tirelessly too uh, on this. Thank you. And, and anyway. for, for very low gonna, compensation. And she's got to work with <laughs> you. She's got to work with you, Bob. Holy well, that's cow. a good con that's that's actually yeah. the, the compensation. Yeah. <laughs> get <any> work with <laughs> me. She didn't say that, but okay. Fortunately, it's compensation. Yeah. It's from yeah, a distance at least. Somebody needs to look up the word compensation. <laughs> Yeah. Jay, that's your job. Look it up. Jay, okay. you, you, let, let us know what that is after a bit here. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like this is, you know, this is our, our, this was our inaugural issue back in August of 2013. Um, and I guess my, my first question is going to be is, and Susan, you can't answer this. Does anybody know oh, what? Are, what? Are, well, come on, you wrote it. The first cover story. Who who is featured in the first cover story? He was a, a guest that was invited tonight, but he was unable to attend. Jesse. Who? He, he said, said Richard Corsi. I said Jeff May. Barack Obama. Nope. They're all great <laughs> guesses, though. They're all great guesses. But actually, Don Weeks. Oh, oh yeah. Don Weeks. It was Don Weeks featured in a video in an article. What in the world happened to IAQ? We were asking that question back in 2013. I thought that was last month that you asked that. Well, yeah, because yeah, we asked it again. We asked it every week. Nobody <laughs> yeah. answered it. Because it's, it's been, you know, I don't, you I don't want to get too up? much into actual no, content no, no, tonight. But, but. You know, a better, a better trivia question is, what was the magazine called before Healthy Indoors? Well, what was the draft name that never came to light? Unhealthy. Relatively <laughs> healthy indoors. <laughs> Shitty indoors? <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as it doesn't smell like other people's BO indoors. It, it, the nightmare before Christmas. No, it, no, it was actually. It, does anybody know? It was. It was. It was an acronym. It's an acronym you're all fond of. Make sure it's IAQ World. That's not an acronym. Nice. Didn't that suck? Nice. Susan came up. Came to me with that because she had brought, right <laughs> spoke with some of her friends about that, and they all thought it sucked. And that was our our short uh, market research on. I was like, well, that's not a good name. Here's to Susan's friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. IAQ World. I don't think we would still be here if we were called IAQ World. <laughs> you know, Jay, what whiskey is that? What's well, funny you should ask? It is uh, Three Floyd's Divine Right. That looks fabulous. It is. It's delicious. And uh, I just made a note to myself while the you good were news talking. Is you can still write. Okay. Okay. Send Kevin Kennedy whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> My man. No. Taking it's care of note. So, yeah. So, I guess that's like, you know, reminiscing. Well, here's. So, what's interesting is this show, there was a precursor to this show before the magazine. Starting in 2011, I was dabbling and doing video shows and and just putting them up on youtube and i, I don't even know where that we didn't have a magazine or anything we didn't we, oh we created iaq.net that's right we did have a website and so we started doing some stuff before that and uh so so it was called saving the great indoors ironically i think that's kind of funny because the great indoors you know that's been used so many other times but we actually used it first uh but for what it's worth <laughs> yeah, for what it's, we I'm did I mean, that, we, right. we had it out we had it out in 2011 you know did you patent it, it? Do it. No, did I copyright? You don't you copyright it? Jeans, yeah, this is what it looked Jean like. Oh, I thought you might try to patent it. Take a look at this. I might take a look at this. 
Welcome to a new season of Saving the Great Indoors, here at our new home in Healthy Indoors Magazine. In this episode... Bob, yeah, there's a hole yeah. in your pants. I was still chubby, but I looked younger. There's a hole in your pants. Is there? <laughs> was there a hole in my pants? I yeah. didn't know you had pants on, so that's... <laughs> I didn't really. I was wearing a green. I was going to make a short joke. Yeah, you? You? Make a short joke? That, yeah, that, 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 that yeah. was a well, really short that. joke. I'm... He was, yeah. <laughs> so, so we were doing, so we were doing video shows back then. And here's another trivial thing: uh, a long time ago, uh, we actually were was were even st live streaming. So, our, our first live streaming endeavor was in 2000, what was it 2014? Uh, at uh, the IAQA show in uh, Nashville, we actually live streamed from there. Just a little bit, just a, just a few segments. Dr. Phil Morey's presentation, um, and a couple other ones. It was one of the last last actual presentations he did at a conference. We actually live streamed. Um, so yeah, and actually our first live stream, believe it or not, uh, was in 2003 with Melinda Ballard. <laughs> we actually live streamed Melinda Ballard in 2003. It was That's a, a town hall meeting. Did you uh, put mold and stuff all over the podium so that she would see if she had a real reaction? Uh, no, but what we did do is I froze on camera when we went live. For like personally froze seconds. or just the camera froze? You actually froze or? I actually mentally froze. I froze oh. for 30 seconds. Uh, the red light threw me oh. off. I, you know, I was I was a presenter then, right, Susan? I've been doing presentations for, you know, 15 years. But I'd never really presented live on television before. I mean, I'd, I'd been on shows, but I, it was just it was different because it wasn't an interview. It was me you, you didn't have doing the wrong, this. You didn't have the right pants on. No pants. Maybe. That's yeah, maybe. that draft coming from that hole in pants. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just. I'm going to get out of this now. This is. This is. This is. A, this, is a, this is a no sum game here. I, I can't win this. But I, I guess this. We're say, all you know, proud of you, Bob. I don't, I'm not looking for you to be kind proud of me, but thank man. you. I, I could have done this without her. Uh, it, it's like this was. You know, and all of you actually, because all of you, one way or another, have helped. So, so the, the most recent edition. I'm going to talk to John Downey right now for a second, just for a second. Uh, so, so, John is with uh, Siri, who is the host organization for Isiac's Healthy Buildings America in Honolulu in November, and uh, we're the uh, platinum media partner for that. But we're also the live stream provider. So this is really exciting for us. We will be live streaming a hybrid live stream from that in-person event um, as a pay-per-view on the Healthy Indoors online global community. So this is really exciting for us. Where you're watching the show right now, there will actually be a pay portal. Is that a question? Yeah, it is a question. I, 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 there's no like hand raising. Um, isn't uh, Hawaii going to shut down next month? Aren't, we, aren't they going to shut down? Sure. Oh, <laughs> Just have to watch your infection rate. We're going to be there. Send John a bottle of whiskey. Thank, thank you, Joe. For you better there. send him a bottle. Send him a case. Disinfection. Yeah. <laughs> if that were, if that were to happen, John, wash your body. We have, it, we have contingencies, right, John? We have contingencies. Yeah. Well, and, and one of which, actually, the most obvious of which is what you just talked about, Bob, which is we are planning to do a live stream uh, that will feature all of the. What did it say, Jay? He's going to well, send you another. He's going to send John a bottle of whiskey, too. He's going to be growing. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got your live stream, which will include all of the uh, plenary speakers and a featured track, which will be if not exclusively, virtually exclusively research to practice or practice to research. But if, uh, you know, things change, we are prepared. And um, 
I can tell you, especially as it relates to uh, Richard Shaughnessy, uh, we, we are pretty darn determined to do this. And I love Sean's uh, um, pose there and son. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we will be uh, we will be prepared one way or another. Uh, if 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 uh, and I actually heard today myself that Hawaii is looking at doing something that would be comparable to a lockdown. Uh, I, I I I went to church and I hey. said a few prayers and I'm going to get out my rosary and and pray a lot more. Good luck with all that. You can go to Oklahoma. They, they won't. But there are backup plans. That's the point I'll, being I'll take is your that money. Don't give it to the church. I'll take your money. It, not, it wouldn't be a desired choice, but it could, it could go totally online. I think we fly they, there and then they lock before. down. I like that idea. Yeah, I think I think we should all plan for an in-person conference, or at least tell everybody that's what's planned, <laughs> and then lock down there. You pick the beach you want to lock down on, and and we're all there for a month. Because I, we have but to. who's going to pay for your like if you get locked down for an extended period? Who's paying for that? Moratorium on because of the lockdown. The Japanese. Right? Izzy, yeah, there's no uh, money. Izzy, yeah, it's good. Good idea, Kevin. So, so Susan dropped off. I tried to bring Sean in here, and Sean, Sean was standing there. Oh, there he's back again. Let me. Okay, Sean, I just want to introduce you because I know you have to go coach uh, 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 Asian football, right? No, European football. That's it. Yep. Sorry. Football. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say congratulations on eight years, man. That's an impressive. Uh, it's an impressive feat um, in in this climate in this industry. To have uh, to have, have come in with the idea that you came in with, and to pursue it the way that you've pursued it, and to have reached the level of success that you've reached, good job to, to you, uh, Bob, and to everybody that uh, worked on this, and uh, you know, kudos, man. Thanks, really Sean. Great job. Really. And, uh, and, and again, Sean. For those of you who don't know, Sean. Sean had, had been intricately involved with a lot of our live streaming. You're starting right down in uh, you. You did our, our first conference live stream. Remember in 2014 in Nashville. You remember getting this uh, this shirt? I got this shirt um, in oh, Maine yeah. with you uh, at one of the IQ uh, and Energy. The, 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 yeah, yeah Sean, Sean was one of those people who stayed up all night and never got any sleep too. Oh wow! I've been. You don't really want to work with yeah. me on a live production. It's, 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 hey, sometimes you know, it ends I, up being 28 hour days. I loved every minute of it. I, you know, same here, buddy. You know, it's like, um, I always a pleasure, you know, working with you and hanging with you and doing stuff. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm looking forward to doing more with you. Awesome. Yeah. Good to see you, John. Again. Thanks, Take buddy. Care. Yeah. Right, Go bye. team. Thanks, Go Sean. team. Hey, thanks. I'll be in touch <laughs> with you, Corbett. Cool. Thanks, cool. John. <clears throat> Speaking of which, guys, I am, it's going to be bedtime for my uh, girl soon. And my job is to make up a story every night. Oh, okay. Man. Well, then, uh, well, well, let's practice. Talk to you. Let's no, talk no. Practice now. Practice yeah. right now, real quick. What do you got? We're ready. Well, well <laughs> they, they tend going? to get a little bit. My daughters are weirdos, and so they enjoy a story about a unicorn who screams a lot. Like she runs as fast as she can. She just screams. So most of the story is just like sound effects. How old are uh, they? Three and three and five. Oh, perfect! Oh, and congratulations on your new one. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, we have a little boy now too. Wow. What's your oh, and, and we're done. I got tested and I am done. I am not physically capable anymore. Congratulations. Uh, oh, man. See, I knew that COVID, I, I told you that uh, 
the those those shots would uh, they they put a chip in you, right? Now you can't you can't be. With <laughs> yeah, they, they put a chip in my dick. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Do you want the normal COVID shot?" And I was like, "No, I'll take that chip." You're like, yo, I'm gonna. You, but, but Bill Gates got the message. You know he knows. Yeah. Right. No question about it. And he controls how many kids. He was the only one who wanted my sperm anyway to begin with. Now it's like, leave me alone, man. Did you clip or what? What'd you do? What'd you do? Yeah, they cut my balls off. Oh, you should have came back to the north for this. Should have gone to my doctor. Yeah, it would have been better. There are better ways to do that, Corbett. I just wanted to know. We have, we have yeah, that's the way yeah. they do it in rural someplace. Yep. Well, you know, he's, he is Jewish, in the south. Space he is in the south. So, so when do you have to kick off to do your um, your uh, crazy unicorn story? Oh, like uh, I'd say five minutes. Oh, all right. Well, we'll take advantage of your five minutes then. Definitely. Um, You're in your tiny house. You're coming from the tiny house. I'm I'm coming from coming live from the tiny house. You yeah. are in the tiny house. We, so, yeah, we don't live here anymore. We have a, a stair rail. For those of you who have been in here, that's a little bit safer than yeah. no <laughs> one. You didn't, yeah, you didn't. No one except for my three year old daughter has ever fallen off of that loft <laughs> before. By the way, they bounce. They're, they're made of they rubber. Bounce. Yeah, it's true. You can't kill babies. That's what I try to tell new dads. I'm like, yep. you can't kill them, so don't worry. Like, <laughs> well, uh, uh, okay. try as you might. <laughs> Right. No, I know. Like, you can be the dumbest person in the universe, and you will not. Your baby will not die. Well, my, bro my brother, the pediatric ED physician, would put it a little differently, and he would say they recover quickly. <laughs> okay. They heal fast and recover quickly. Fortunately. That's nice. Yeah, that's a that's a nice. Word. That probably sounds a little bit better. I too. think you can't kill them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It's okay hey so okay, don't try don't try i'm not i'm not promoting trying <laughs> yeah. to kill babies so when does season two come out uh so season two i edit uh season two now tuesdays and wednesdays i'm editing the show myself we have our last day our episode 13 is being shot which is the reveal on our our big house uh which is done and that's on september 14th and then i deliver the show in november december and it starts airing in january and it's basically <clears throat> it'll air on public television, so PBS stations. There are 357 PBS stations around the country. Season one aired on over 60% of them around the country. And so this one is probably going to be even better than that because we have the Alpha Beast Loan Foundation as our premier sponsor on it. So it's not like a building oh, nice. performance commercial. And it's a kind of a compendium of all of the building science that you would need to start making better decisions for, for healthy indoors, you know, uh, more comfortable, higher performance home, et cetera. Very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be a good educational resource for people. It's, and it'll be on YouTube, too. It inspired me to make this good decision. <laughs> good. Yeah, I don't see the connection. Yeah, okay. we can't yeah, see happy, it. Actually. Happy to have contributed I, to you. None of us see that connection. Yeah. Um, I, I Cor doubt Corbett, did that. Sorry. Corbett's also going to be sharing. Uh, well, season one's going to appear on the Healthy Indoors Global Online community at some point. Yeah, we still, we. I, I need to have a conversation with you about how to finished all that stuff out but um well you got you got waylaid with childbirth it's true yeah, yeah and, and not me not nearly as bad as grace but uh yeah. but yeah we've been happy to uh you know contribute how we can with a monthly video i skipped a couple months in there because of uh babies and what and the vasectomy uh, you, you had really sore balls, balls one month. yep that's yeah, right i get it uh but um 
Did I say that? Did I say they chopped my balls off? And I you did, yeah. You did say yeah, that. Did yeah, you did say that. I felt the need to go there then. Yeah, we we are are and, right. and there's a whole bunch of people that said they just did that. Good, good. They they, well, they should know. I mean, I don't want any secrets here. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Full disclosure. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, the healthy endorsement uh, has been really fun for me, honestly. Like, I'll make, I'll decide, I'll be like, uh oh, due dates today. I got to get Bob a video, and I will literally shoot a video in the morning, edit it by 11 o'clock and it'll be to him by noon and it's like it's good practice for me to just be like all right let's get these juices flowing I, because i've got these things floating around and it just makes me get concrete about it and get it to you we we never do anything like that here i can't we're imagine. always well in advance and have everything you know prepared I, well i want to say this to everybody because i don't know if you all had this conversation with bob but he called me in february was like we're putting together this global community and I was like, great, that sounds awesome. He was like, oh, we need to beta test and all this stuff. And I was like, what's your, when are you going to launch? He was like, March, like March 14th, and which is like less than a month. And with, you know, he was like, we're, we're almost there. And I just, I love your spirit of just being like, <laughs> we're just going to, we're fucking doing it right now. Like right now, that's what's going to happen. I, yeah, because I'm ADHD and I'm very impatient. But the reality is uh, it took longer. <laughs> That's no. okay. I think that's it's everything does. Yeah. Set super unrealistic goals for yourself all the time. I think that's but that's important. how you get things done. Exactly. You, you know what? Actually, so we, we were pittering around and we really didn't launch till June. And uh and we probably could have launched sooner. And I actually saw this quote, and I forget the gentleman's name, whoever founded LinkedIn. So somebody may know the name of the person, but he put a quote that really resonated with me. It's like if your first online incarnation isn't something that you're totally ashamed of, you waited way too fucking long to launch it. It actually said that. And it's like, wow. And that's what I, I you know, Susan and I were talking. I go, we're pulling the trigger. We're going. It's like, we're going to launch it. Awesome. So, well, yeah. I, I have to go, everybody. It's been a Corbett, pleasure partying always with you a pleasure. for a minute. Good to I see you, Corbett. forward to getting to know Good all of you. you more later. And uh, have a good time with the rest of the party. Alrighty. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Well, Susan, Susan I'm not sure that. where she disappeared to. Hopefully, she'll come back. Um, let's see. Is she in private chat? Uh, no, let's see her in chat. Well, all right. So, um, wow. That was like the Hollywood squares. It just <laughs> in, inadvertently <laughs> aligned yeah. up like that. Yeah. We're missing somebody. Right, look up before a drink. I got to look up over here. <laughs> Yeah, Bob's Charles oh. Nelson Riley. <laughs> so, so, so everybody pointed Bob, and let's see if we if we got this right. You got to say uh, opposite of what you think. Oh no! Well, good. You're in the center, Bob. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Right, my center. <laughs> so where John is Joe? Where is Joe? Where's Joe? Joe. Where we? That's what we were saying last episode. We, everybody, yeah. we said that for a while for our, our July show. It was, where's Joe? Joe, did, where's co-host well, Joe I was, I, I was driving to the airport once. I tried to get on. Because you forgot that, total that failure. was the show. That was a failure. So, But I'm, I made, I really I made a major effort to be here today. That's to, a good thing. You know, this is your last chance. Yeah, yeah it's my last <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> you're doing time. You're out. out of here. You know. He was like, there's no it's way like, I'm going to go I'm to benevolent, California. but only to an extent. You know? Happy it's like, damn birthday. <laughs> so I so I have to make so let me let me talk a little bit about Jack Springston too because Jack no. yes you're up I'm going let me no <laughs> yes okay so Jack Springston was one of our actually he actually 
I guess is a in a tie for one of our first regular columnists for uh, Healthy Indoors magazine. Uh, he started back in 2015, the same issue that Jeff May came in. Uh, the difference is Jeff May continued to write for us for the next six years, and, and Jack Jack vaporized after a while. But um, I, I, I have, so I have to share this. Uh, this was the original. Uh, layout for his column. Where is it? Jack Springston. There we go. The spelling. Oh, badass. No Jack about IAQ, right? Wow. Now, now, so here's, there's a little background with this. You got to know about this picture. So we told everybody that we flew Jack to New York to do a photo shoot and shoot shoot him in front of some, you know, really good architecture and, and, uh, you know, and, and do the shot for the magazine. But the reality is this is a photograph of Jack Springston in Alaska salmon fishing, right? Was it salmon fishing? Uh, at that, that point, I was trout fishing on. Okay, we was fishing. So he had, and you can't see this because I can't telestrate here. But he literally, he's cut out of that picture. This is my Photoshop madness. He actually had a fishing rod up, up coming up his body, and I some other stuff, and we photoshopped all that out, put him in front of this architectural background, and made him look super badass. He looks badass. Are the glasses? Are the glasses real? Yeah, they oh, yeah, were. They, real. they okay. were real, right? So yeah. anyway, he looked like um, a mercenary. Yeah. So, no, he, he's a he's a ghostbuster, ghosting buster. But so, wait, wait. So, the word ghosting has completely changed probably since that article. Yeah, back then ghostings were you know ca uh, Casper. Now it's like later. I'm not gonna. I'm not responding. You used to have an H. Well, no. I, I think we I think we were talking. Jack was and that was talking about the ghosting around baseboards. That the black yeah. smudgy looking stuff. So, so yeah, ghosting from from um, thermal bridging and and underneath mm -hmm. doors and. Incomplete combustion of candles, stuff like that. So, I mean, you, Jack successfully wrote some really cool articles that, uh, you know, that were um, somewhat, they would spark conversation, piss some people off. It was actually great. I, I always loved having you. That, and that was part of why we, we put that that photo shot of him, you know, to, to give him that, uh, you know, that kind of like, you know, tough guy look. Yeah, well, the Sport Trap Trap article. Remember that one? I do. I remember every one of your articles. Great title. All near and dear yeah. to me. Great title. And then, uh, Dan Baxter reached out to me. He was all pissed off about my article. <laughs> oh, because he invented the aerosol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's so freaking rich. I wouldn't. Yeah. He should just leave everybody alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, what, what's your complaint about? Like, you know, like, oh, yeah. Thanks for making me a multimillionaire. You know, what the hell? Yeah. Well, and he's yeah, still, but I. He's I mean, down, when, he's before he made those, for him that gets pissed about stuff now. He, he launched those in like '95, right? Wasn't it '95, '94, something like that? Something like that. Jack, yeah. you remember? Little, uh, I don't. I don't recall. I just. I, I know the late '90s. They became yeah. a rage. Yeah, we because we were using an Allergenco with the you know the lithium grease slide, and it could do twenty traces, and that that's what we used for spore trapping back in the early '90s. Uh, we used that we, in the '90s through the 2000s and beyond. They're freaking um, great being able to take multiple timed samples. Yeah, we have eight of them. We have Burkarts too. Yeah. We run a Burkart for our pollen counting. It's still operational. Wow. That's a type of whiskey for you, Jay, if you don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's not because Kevin has never had a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, that's right. I've never had a Burkart 20 year. Yeah, the a old Burkhart twenty year. <laughs> still so, so I'm I'm gonna this I'm gonna show my cheapness in real real time. So the cost of I like Bailey's at night, but Bailey's is too freaking expensive. Thirty nine dollars a bottle for that crap, which is mostly sugar and cream. So I found this at a local a local uh, uh, 
place. Oh, it's yeah. Mary's. This is actually made. This is actually made in Ireland. Where Bailey's is what? like in the U.S. This stuff yeah, is like fifteen dollars a bottle. It's really well, good. Yeah, there are some Irish creams that are better than Bailey's for sure. It is better than Bailey's. It's thirteen dollars a bottle. Yeah. Hence, <laughs> I can buy three bottles for the price of one Bailey's. <laughs> I can get three times as drunk. Yeah, well, you know what? I can be get drunk on a bottle of this. God bless you, because it's mostly sugar. It's yeah. like, you're gonna you're gonna get a sugar high. Yeah, Maybe. the next morning, uh, you you regret it. Yeah, from grass fed cows. I eat Dr- drunken cows. I don't regret anything. anything. You think I, I don't? In fact, I, I just salute to everyone. Who? Mm. <laughs> Happy birthday! Yeah, you know what? I I forgot my glass as I mentioned earlier. I was going to bring a rocks glass or something over here. So now I have to drink like a total swine out of the bottle. Here, I'll give you one. Take this one here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just have some slurp. You know, we should yeah. see if we were planning ahead, Kevin. We would have staged that. We would have had the same glass, and you would have handed. Yeah, it that would have been cool. Oh, that that been, I could have awesome. done it. I could have done it so you poured it like right into the glass. Oh, that would have been monster cool. See, this is so for our ninth birthday, we're going to work stuff like that out. It's going to be. I can be go better. get a bottle and we can set that up. Anyway. Okay. So as your co-host, I'm gonna I'm gonna move stuff to another level. So I'm gonna ask a few that are guests to give us their weirdest memory of working with Bob Jody. You're going to be the first responder. Oh, God. You have a lot of them. You would pick like, Jody. Which one is the one that will embarrass the birthday guy? Right well, now. it's not my birthday. You, you, well, whatever. It's not my birthday. Stop. I, I know it's not your physical birthday, but, you know. It's you not know. my birthday. So it was kind of a succession of events. So I'm obviously I'm not in the industry in the way that you all are, um, more from the business perspective. So at my first – very first, um, they called it my coming out ball when they paraded me around the IAQA conference um, and introduced me to all the important people and players in the industry and told, and every every one of them told me I was crazy and do you know what you got yourself into? And, you know, you're in trouble in this industry. Um, and I remember I was at the bar with Bill Benito and he, was, he leaned over and whispered, um, you see that guy over there in the cutoff t-shirt with all the tattoos? The crazy hair. I think you still had a mullet at that time. <laughs> I didn't have a mullet, but I, I, I had some wild hair, yeah, probably. Yeah. And I said, yeah. He said, that's Bob Crow. You know, he's been around for a while. He's on the board, and you need to know he's like a major player, you know, in the game or whatever. And I'm like, that guy? Like, he looks so casual, and he's like literally a cutoff tee and tattoos, and I'm like in a full business suit and, you know, sizing you up over there. So that was my first, like, the first time I laid eyes on you. And then you came, I think, with Susan, if I'm not mistaken, to the to the NATCA conference. Actually, no, Susan was at at that event. Actually, I was. She we, it was it was IQA in Orlando, and I don't remember what year. Probably it was. It was. It was right before we launched the magazine, so it was probably twelve. Yeah, yeah it was. It right was. There, yeah. Um, and then soon after, Bob came as Darth Vader as my keynote speaker. Right, did a whole presentation as Darth Vader. No, no, no. You got that all wrong. No. I didn't do Darth Vader with you guys. I did Darth Vader back in the 90s before you, when you were still a schoolgirl. When you're still playing no, from Columbia, I was yes. a schoolgirl in the '90s, but it, I I was so at, at the NADCA event. Okay, whole, now let's, no, I'm telling you, you did this whole entrance. That, I was there. yeah, I did a I did a big entrance, but it was as Jack Sparrow. It was Captain Jack Sparrow. Well, you did two things for us. Yeah, photo well, yeah, you had me. You, you brought me. Whatever you it was. Me in, on, in 14, you brought me in, and I was down there in uh, somewhere in Texas, where it was San Antonio. We were in, yeah. That's and, and there was a lot of tequila like involved there. There was tequila uh-huh. shots. And it was painful, painful. <laughs> I, I remember being in the middle of the street in San Antonio at 2.30 in the morning, screaming with other, I won't use their names, but other NADCA members 
that had been around forever that I hadn't seen in like 20 years. And we were at the top of our lungs screaming and police were telling us to get out of the street and go back to your hotel. Nice. Well, I'm glad you didn't fall in the river. I mean, that was a win. I'm glad too. It was a good night. At least they weren't jello slurpees. They were not. Well, there might have been some jealous shots. There's always moonshine at Nadka and some other things that we won't discuss. But, but I, I did Jack Sparrow in your tenure. Yeah. So your Bob's, you know, reputation and, uh, you know, everything is always very high energy, last minute for sure. Not going to get around that one. Um, but oh, he, Bob, you always deliver, you know, kudos to you. Eight years, like true entrepreneurial spirit. Like I admire all that about you because it's got to be exhausting to, to, to like churn like that, you know? So. It's exhausting to hang out with me. Well, you <laughs> notice I haven't been to any karaoke bars with you. I know, I know we still haven't done that, you know, yeah. which that, that's what yeah, I like karaoke. Hawaii. I know. Is there a karaoke bar near, nearby where we're going to be, John? Uh, I'm sure there will be. There will be. I'll just just bring my extra hard drive, and I'll, you know, I'm gonna have production equipment. I'll, I'll create a karaoke bar. You're walking karaoke. Exactly. You can, you can put on your grass dress and join (laughs) Blue Owl, Blue Owl people. That's good. I gotta see that. Get laid doing that. Uh, Uh, I'm not sure. No. Congratulations to Jody, everybody. CEO, that's awesome. Notice you're the only female on this freaking panel right now. We need oh. more people like you in our industry. In the so industry. Here, here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's clearly the true. needs to change. Thanks, guys. And obviously, you know, that's I was with Nancy a lot of years before Jody's tenure, before, you know, with the previous management. And um, they've done some great things under your leadership. Thanks. You know, really, I mean, like coming from what it was to what it what it is now, you've done a, f- a fabulous job. Well, I've had a great board of directors, believe it or not, that have been mm-hmm. leading the way. So it's 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 been a good oh, ten years. So you've cleaned up <laughs> the industry. Okay, we're moving on. Our Jay, next, our Jay next mentioned I was on. the shortest Darth Vader of all time. And so in 2000, I did do Darth Vader at NADCA, and I stood on a chair with my back to the audience doing like a Rick Moranis. So I, so I looked about seven foot tall, and I had the cape way down with the strobe light and fog machine. I brought all that stuff out to Phoenix to do that. And I spent more time. It was a 90-minute presentation, and I spent probably two weeks working on the tech part to do the first two minutes. The pres- and I wrote the presentation like the night before. But I, you know, I had yeah. I had to have that two minute shtick thing done. That you have to work on that. That's hard. Very surprising that last minute stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, don't uh, worry, Brent, you're up. Thumb drive. Brent, tell us one of your weird stories about uh, Bob. You know, you know, and the experience I, you had. I, uh, I don't have any weird stories about Bob, which is just weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, uh, you know, we've been doing things together for a long time, and uh, I guess Bob has spared me the uh, the best of his personality. So look it up. Right. Ah, <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. <laughs> Brent needs yeah. a night out with Bob. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. what you're asking for is what you're doing. Actually, no. Yeah. Now, wait a second, Brent. Full disclosure, we okay. did have a night out at Turning Stone Casino. Yes, we did. 
But there was no, no, I don't think you're supposed to bring that up in public. Wine. I mean, well, how can you yeah. go wrong? So what happens true. there stays there. But we were at we were at a conference and we did close the place. Yeah, we did close the place. That is for sure. <laughs> and we'll leave it at and you know the rest of it. So, <laughs> the rest of it's really. And uh, as as I recall, you made a uh, you made a great presentation at that at that uh, actually probably wasn't that one. It was probably a year before, two years before. At, at the Packney show. Yeah, the Packney show, uh, and I'm trying to think what what it was. Um, it was probably a mold thing, and I think I remember telling mold contractors that do stuff like this, this kind of marketing, which I always saw the sign, you know, the toxic black mold. I said, why don't you guys all go to go to like the bridge here on the Hudson and jump off? Seriously, <laughs> and then I go, wow, I, I really got to start drinking decaffeinated coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think you caught everybody's attention when you dropped a few expletives during your uh, presentation, and. Uh, then everybody started listening. You know, it was kind of a, it had been kind of a yawner day up until your presentation. <laughs> and I immediately came to you and said, will you do the same thing for EIA, please? Will you come to our show and make the same thing? I will go and I will say bad words anywhere. You invite me, I will come and say bad words. But the fact is, I really, there's words I don't say on stage. I'm not Joe Stebrick. Ah. <laughs> There are there are words you know. I, I it's almost like the George Carlin words. I've, I was going to say half of them. I don't say. You know, I, I actually said some here tonight, which I would not normally do on a show. So you use them for appropriate right. emphasis. So who remembers yeah. the seven George Carlin words? Shit, piss, fuck, hunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. There you go. <laughs> okay, Kevin. That's the source of the source. That's the source yeah, of the source is, right there. Wait, do you guys understand the context that those were never uh, not allowed to be used? He actually television. made up the entire concept just to so show. Because he had never been outlawed. Speech. It was other words that had been outlawed. Yeah, right. So he's right. like, you know what? I'm going to make a theory. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. Twice. You said it twice. We dropped that word. We dropped that twice. Jay is for educational purposes. Thank you. Yeah, this is context. It's all about context. And I'm providing, merely providing information. I was a. on stage. I've been a. Exactly. I've been a Carlin fan for, you know. Ever. Yeah, so, so I mean, and that is kind of you know, without without any any you know apologetics here, uh, you know, it's like that this show. I mean, our, that's kind of the way this show is built, right? I mean, this is move on and, and actually, on. We, and no, I'm saying when we put this, when we actually put our listings on YouTube, this one actually does say language. It actually has it on there because this this night show is not our normal, you know, informative, uh, you know, today show. Yeah. It's not the day show. As, as long as it's not you, Bob, everybody will just blame your guests. So, you know. There you go. Well, they're going to blame me for bringing get these guests on. <laughs> yeah, I'll be banned from the show. But uh... <laughs> So, Kevin, I have to say, Kevin Kennedy gets, uh, gets the accolade here for being the guest who has been on the show, uh, on our combined shows, more than anyone, I believe. Really? Yeah. I, I believe. I, I think so. That. Well, I mean, David, David Krause, if he ever freaking shows up. Yeah, but he's supposed to be in late. He said he'd be in after seven forty-five, which is pretty pretty soon. So, so Kraus is the number one has been on our broadcast the most, and uh, you are number two. I don't know how many times now, but I think this brings you up to about eight, which Probably is quite COVID. a few. A lot of COVID wait, wait, shows. Wait, wait. Tell us, Kevin, how many times has it been more than a day before he says, "Kevin, can you be on the show?" Like, what are you doing? Like more now? Than a day? Uh, <laughs> three times. So the other five, you asked me. Kevin, are you free? <laughs> oh shit, Kevin! <laughs> Kevin, can you get on the show right now? So I yeah, guess oh, I would do that. 
what's happened? Kevin has been our pinch hitter a lot of times when we've had had to fill slots, and, and, and of course the thing is, but you've also been our go-to guy, you know, for a lot of uh, important COVID topics too. Well, I'm also not afraid to talk. You know, yeah. that's my here's Clearly. my opinion. Also, <laughs> the only guest that's cooler than so me. Bob, I, I'm in dire straits right now. I got two what empties. About that? Okay. Uh, I'm with you. So, are oh, you saying I need to drink more? No, I I, no, I got to go for a beer run. Oh, go, well, we'll do. Are you gonna come back? Well, you can, you can part your camera. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Well, wait, wait. Since we had Kevin, Kevin, do you have any fond memories or well? Well, I can mention know. a couple, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But uh, really, the main thing, uh, I don't have any wild stories, but really good experiences. I've been up late at night, late at night with Bob at IAQA conferences, just talking about everything. And and I will say from that uh, that Bob's knowledge has always been impressive. The breadth of of topics that we've been able to talk about has been really uh, fun, really. I, I, I always enjoy a good drink and a good conversation, and we've always had some great ones. But as far as experiences, the, Joe, the one you and I had uh, going to Bob's studio and doing the live stuff, that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And that was a lot of, you know, uh, spontaneous trying to figure things out. It was live uh, production uh, with multi-camera angles and, and uh, teaching healthy housing principles and, and – um, teaching the healthy home evaluator uh, course for instructors. It, it was cool. It, it, it all worked. There were hitches, but Bob worked around them. Uh, it was my first time in front of a green screen playing weatherman with a giant photo of God knows what. I mean, it, it was fun. But, well, you know, you pointed out something that I don't think people really know that all of this media stuff, and Bob has one of the most sophisticated studios I think any of us have ever been into that's not a real TV studio. That is his hobby. And his it is passion. all the money that should be in my retirement fund. You're right. I know. I, I don't think people really know that. People think that, oh, yeah, he must be investing in this or what he's got sponsored, whatever it is. It, no, I don't think people really understand. I've been investing in it, yeah. Yeah, you it's have. It's my 401k. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is all your your private, you know, this is what you love to do. So uh, kudos to you for, like, committing to to doing all this stuff because you don't do it half-assed, dude. Man, you, you, you buy the most, the best it equipment, is. the best stuff, and you're able to, to produce well with it. So And very knowledgeable about it. So if you ever yeah, have a question, and Bob's a great one yeah. to come to yeah. if you have a question about this kind of stuff. So well, thank you. And, and you. I will say, you know, that's that show we did together, uh, like training class, right? It was it was uh, for BPI, I, right? It was a BPI class. Yeah. Um, we actually live streamed it, and this was like so we were live streaming before COVID. That and that's that's the point. We were doing synchro, you know, live synchronous. Was that early twenty nineteen or? No, that was in sixteen. It was 26 wow. all the way back in holy smoke well, wait no let's clarify it wasn't just doing what we're doing now you bob actually has monitors yeah. on an entire wall we were to see every yeah you can't see that view camera. there's a bunch of 55 yeah. inch 4k tvs in the front that's right so every student was looking at us while we were looking at them and i could tell who wasn't there who turned it off and not this combined into one screen there well the other cool thing TVs. was there were overhead shots like that so yeah. he, could, he could show stuff to the cameras he could flip to that camera there was there were all sorts of cool like, angles that we could uh, use. I was hoping it wasn't going to be a Jeffrey Tobin moment, but okay. No, I'm, I'm smarter than that. Hey, he's got, back. He's back on CNN. I've got my own. Yeah, 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 you know. He just got to learn how to turn his camera off. Or just have a little more patience. Got to have a little more patience. Or flip down the lid on the camera. It, you know, no, it's just, like you know that. what? During the workday, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, none of us can comment on anything funny, Bob. So let's move on. Okay. Yeah, well, everything's inappropriate here. Um, so, so yeah, so that was that was great because having those guys here, you were the first outside people that ever used this studio. And, and oh, you know, we had a class of people all over the country outside, outside in, in real time teaching them. And uh, and we so that was our big thing. We launched our online training, you know, was, so way before the pandemic. We were like one of the only training providers in this entire industry that was doing live distance learning. Um, now it's like, unfortunately, I, I lost my uh, status as like the only one doing it. Uh, <laughs> you know, so everybody's freaking doing it. It's like now there's no novelty to it. Everybody's got Zoom. We had Zoom back then. Nobody had Zoom. Yeah, it came right. out in 2015. Well, so, had it. Wait, wait, wait. I got the perfect. I want to give my uh, story of what happened. Okay, let's. I want to hear your story. <laughs> so we're doing some uh, Zoom call, and like I'm, I still kind of new to Zoom, although uh, it, right now it was nowhere near. Oh. The yeah, that's where I'm going. You know where it is. And so oh, we're doing boy. some call, and we're bringing on Carl Grimes, and Carl's Speaking having a hard devil. time logging on. He's coming in. Right? On. He's having a hard time logging in now. But you're not. <laughs> it's about, uh, it's about you're 20 not people on the call, and suddenly. Somebody overtook it. It was a public Zoom call. Overtook it and started showing gay porn. Like they're like just took over the camera. We're all staring at gay porn. Bob can't figure out how to kick them off. Every time they kick them off, the guy, the person was back within seconds. We had to cancel the entire call. Oh, you mean like this? <laughs> I know it was really good stuff. It was really good. Thanks, stuff. Jeffrey. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was. It, it was. I was. What had happened? So and this. Yeah, yeah. Blurb, blurb. <laughs> so, and this was we were we did it. We were trying to do an open public forum, and we advertised yeah, the URL. And that was like honestly, there's still. I'm not even going to name. There's other broadcasts in the industry that have stuff that's kind of open. I guess they gateway it by putting you in a waiting room now. But yeah. you know, we had it wide open. And this hacker, they did much better than just coming in. They actually got malicious software into an Apple computer because our, our primary drive computer was Dave's Apple, and they locked him out of his own keyboard. So wow. Dave couldn't cut the broadcast. So so they got they hit us hard. They hacked us first, and then they did it. And Dave is screaming at the top of his lungs, which I wouldn't even repeat the language is coming out of his mouth. I can't cut it off. <laughs> they put him for another computer to fire it up to cut to dial into it and you know go into the back end and kill it. And it took about, well, there's about 25 seconds of pretty graphic. It was longer, it was longer than that. There was, it it yeah, felt like yeah. about a year. Yeah. It's just, no. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was full screen too. It was just like, no. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's trying to get in, but yeah. then he disappeared. It's not unlike what happened that same day. We couldn't get Carl into the show and you were talking, Joe. So he wasn't yeah, on at the same time as the video? Carl was using some Google uh what was it that he had that chrome tablet thing which like doesn't connect to anything and it wouldn't connect to zoom and like you know and we're saying it works with everything except that that's the only device that wouldn't lock into zoom back then that was a great and show not anymore uh, yeah well that's never happened again i mean well it's not going to because we have one of the things about getting you know it was about 140 people on that too it was a lot it was a decent sized webinar that you know a lot of people got embarrassed and i had to write a lot of really like groveling emails to apologize to everybody uh but it made me very conscious of securing the back end of these things literally or getting better porn, one or the other. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't there. Really wasn't that <laughs> Sorry, Cody. Yeah, and, quite, you know what, and that's why I love you, because you actually laughed. <laughs> well, we had a nod to, we had a similar incident, but it wasn't a technology thing. It was the speaker actually, the speaker had porn up on his screen. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It was on his computer, and he didn't realize it? Or oh, no, it. I believe no he didn't realize it. I believe he did, and it 
I think you like that. At a broadcast, at a presentation? Well, it was Shit. like 10 minutes before, and it was just, you know, me. He is, he's got it, it on his screen, and he's, file, right? he shared wow. a screen, and it was porn. Dude, how what about that? some discipline? Wow. Then share, and let's that? try again. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, cheers. Oh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. So is are, do you allow him to present anymore? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys are gluttons for punishment, He's aren't you? Wow. I think it was like my initiation. It was early on, and I think yeah. he was trying to see how I would handle that. So, really, you think he was testing I you? I do. God, that is that's bold, man. Oh, that is bold. testing you. Yeah, but, no, that's right, really yeah, bold. No. I mean, testing. Yeah, there's a couple ways you could say it, but it, I, I would. Uh, it was not an accident. I could tell by his. I think I wouldn't let him present again. God. I, I, yeah, I, I mean that would that's actually beyond what I would consider acceptable. Be, be banned for a couple of years. Yeah. 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 Beyond he's inappropriate. A member of the association, Jody. Is he a member of yes of the yes he is. Let's see. Let's Are we getting any questions? Is he a member of the association? So now this is like Hollywood. Square. It's a he, so we don't you know. <laughs> we're narrowing yeah. down to a he. Well, yeah. Surprise. I'm sorry. Square number three. What is your question <laughs> for Jody? There, there. Now we got it right. I'm going to take French move and, and deflect because he did really well about that earlier. Way to go, Jody. <laughs> Thank you, Brent. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes I, I will say that I have been known to really work to get to do a uh, a line that's like kind of pushing it and get it into a presentation, you know, or or, or a slide. You know, I mean, I, like porn is like a little crazy, but you know, it's. it's I've definitely had some risque things. My first thing at I, uh, excuse me, the IQ and Energy, which was before that, it was the main indoor air quality uh, councils conference, and that was my first time being invited there. Don Weeks invited me, and I swear he was he was mortified that he got me up there for ninety minutes on stage because I worked to get this one line in. I basically said, you know, one thing I've learned being up here in New England is like, you know, when you're talking to a contractor, he says, hey. Can you bring a little cock over here? It's like, and I put a picture of a cock on him. I go, he actually wants this. <laughs> and nobody laughs. The entire room, 300 people are dead silent. I'm like, oh, this is oh, not good. And then Don Weeks goes into this belly laugh. And he's the only one laughing in the place. And I'm like, okay, and keep right on going. You know, it's like, that that actually wasn't cool. But no, it was. They just I, weren't paying attention. And then at dinner that yeah. night, they said, "How long did you work on putting that in?" I go, "That's the only thing I worked on for my presentation. The other stuff was all just canned stuff. I was working how I was going to get that line and that slide in." <laughs> well done. Jeez. Yeah. Rockers. You designed the whole funny. presentation around that <laughs> line, <laughs> right? It, I mean, it really it, it kind of worked. Well, the next year I came there as Batman. And I came from the back of the audience in a full Batman costume. And I had the pre-slides were going, you know, uh, it was playing the Batman theme music. And it was just like the introduction. And it was showing all this stuff. And it said, you know, always be yourself unless you can be Batman. Then you should be Batman. And I came in from behind. And this lady was sitting in the back or girl. I, you know, I don't know what her age was. Uh, and I came in from behind her and reached right around her and go, are you ready to learn? And you know, full Batman costume. She shrieked. I thought she was going to have a coronary. It's like because you're not expecting Batman to be in your face at a you know at a professional conference. No, that's true. Unless it's a Batman. Nobody's conference. expecting Batman. Yeah. I, 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 so I do a lot of DC or Comic Con. You would expect that. Yeah. Good point. Not in a role play, really. You would hope. Well, only at conferences. <laughs> cosplay. You, mean cosplay? you you need to go to Comic Con. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's no other Batman. It was also the world's shortest Batman, Jay. I was waiting for you to say that, too. Yeah, we all just thought it. We all just thought it. I know. Even Jack Sparrow, I'm kind of short for him, too. (laughs) Now I'm really chubby for Johnny Depp has not gotten this chubby. Is Johnny Depp actually very tall? I didn't think he was. No, he's not that tall, but he's like, you know, he's also not as portly as my ass is. So. Well, anyway, that was, well, well, you can be as evil well, wait, wait. We, we got a lot of feedback, but we haven't heard from your most. I mean, I by far that was never your most embarrassing moment. Bob, what is one of the most embarrassing moments that you're willing to disclose on uh, on the show? You mean from radio? from healthy indoors or for what? Yeah, I don't know. Just, in, you know, well, within the healthy indoors concept of what he's got to pull up his Excel spreadsheet that has the list of all. <laughs> well, you know what I do have to do is I, have, I realize that our chat is disabled on Vimeo. Hang on, stay with me for a second. I just got to enable our chat for the show because I just see, looked up there and it's disabled. So there's a tab from 2000. <laughs> no, hey, bear with me for one second. Here. I've got to fix this because that's that's not good. That Can't old believe our, our chat was disabled. That's situation just situation in 1987 when he was enable chat. Okay, oh, so wait, yeah. so wait, I, I, I wait. Well, he's done that as your coach. Okay, I got it. So it's, we will be there. back again in eight years. So we'll call that the 16th or 15th. So where will we be? What what will have changed with healthy indoors, or what kind of embarrassing thing will Bob have done in the next eight years? So who wants to take that as their next question? So John, will I even you, be you alive in eight while. years? You know how yeah. old I am. <laughs> Well, okay, okay. You can say no. Bob will be dead, and then that'll be the end of your response. So, John, you are up. What what a weird <laughs> thing that will the industry or Bob do in the next eight years? How about that? Well, I think I just I I kind of jumped. Uh, well, what was um, uh, I jumped the shark a little bit on that because I uh, I I uh, spoke about Bob being involved in the luau. And I think that would be excellent. And I can, I would imagine that he probably, as soon as he heard that, it started planting the seed. Of course, he might have to lose a few pounds before he uh, puts on the grass skirt and uh, maybe a fire knife. And Actually, though, most of the guys in Hawaii, they, they're, they're kind of portly yeah. too, aren't yeah, they? They're, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. You know, Bob, Bob could serve good. as the yeah, But not nearly as white. Roll him on his spit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that would that would be an option. It's like I'm really not okay. So I'm not going to volunteer to have a spear shoved up my ass and get broiled. All right, so well, that's what you may not, not be volunteering, I, but can't I, I, I make a motion. Bob puts a spear up his ass. Is there a second? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't, I'm not going to Hawaii. What's the point? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that I don't even have a comment for that. <laughs> if if I could say. The, the most shocking thing I've experienced about Bob was that I wasn't shocked when I first spoke to him and I expected to be because of all the things I heard ahead of time. I haven't, Bob and I haven't known each other as long as the rest of you have, but I, you know, it, actually it was at the IAQ, IAQA show right before COVID hit and had a conversation. You did have some, uh, you were in, interestingly well dressed. Interestingly, you had some interesting. But I was expecting somebody to, who would be um, over taller. The top. Taller. I, <laughs> I'm trying, yeah, 
Actually, I like it when the guy. This, this has become a Bob Crowell roast as opposed to healthy indoors uh, birthday parties. Okay. We're taking the roasted particles out of the house directly. Yeah, that was. Uh, okay. So, anyway, it was. Uh, he was very, very straight, knowledgeable, uh, polite. And because I. Are you sure you were talking to me? Did you record yeah. that? Yes, I was shocked. I didn't know how to take it because I had heard you were kind of wild and crazy. So I was kind of being, you know, a little bit irreverent myself. And you were looking at me like, what are you doing? What's Foul that? language guy. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Anyway, so it, I guess what it, I'm saying is uh, when you need to be highly professional, you pull it off. Well, well, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can do that. I can when I need to. But so, you know, right before, so so I did the uh, the keynote there, and, and that was their first mistake. You know, Jody already knows what happens when you invite me for a keynote. Mm -hmm. um, you know. I thought you did great. You that was funny, though. I because you guys that. had you had this boilerplate thing that we had to do, and, of course, I have to be, like, obnoxious about it. And then I did a, I did a whole PowerPoint loop of the boilerplate stuff and made fun of it and then shattered it and had these <laughs> breaking glass sounds and, you know, like – yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> There's your boilerplate. <laughs> I got your boilerplate. But no, at at um right before I walked in to go on stage, I was walking down the, the outdoor hallway and Dr. Chin Yang bumped into me. And he looks at me and he goes, you know, and I, I'm gonna and you know, Chin, if you're if you're watching this, you know, please, I'm gonna do a bad impression of you. But it's it's like he goes, Bob Crow. What you know? <laughs> Why are you dressed like that for for a keynote? <laughs> and it was and, and, and it's terrible, terrible chin impression. But I mean, it was it was something like that. And, and you have to understand, twenty years prior, I met I had kind of met him for one of the first times at a mold event down in New Orleans in like ninety in the nineties, anyway. And he, he asked me there when I came walking in. He, he same thing, Bob Crowell. What are you doing here? You're a duck cleaner. <laughs> so it's like wow that's like something's never changed 20 years later and you know, i got the same thing and that was like i was literally walking on stage laughing you know because it was like wow that's just too funny okay so i'm, I'm going to return to our what will be in the next eight years so i will go first and steal the the thunder and that is that there'll be another article saying what happened to indoor air quality or where did indoor air quality go? Or is it still around? Because that's just a repeating theme. So yeah, I know Jay, you're bumming. I took your your thing. So Jay, you're next. Where will where will indoor air quality be in another eight years? What will be the the, the major breakthroughs or losses that we have? I think we'll be playing uh, gay pornography on purpose. <laughs> now that's what you'll be doing. What will the industry be doing? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, whatever they want. I don't know. See you guys at the bar. Kevin, you want to follow that? <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a legitimate thing to think about. Thank you. I think that every home will have kaolite clay walls mm -hmm. to absorb all the new uh, chemicals that come from the interactions between the products that people use, the biofilms that they leave, and there'll be specific flooring that promotes specific biomes. So you'll have an, an absorbent within the wall surfaces for neutralizing certain things, and you'll have 
flooring to promote biome because what's going on in Finland to promote the indoor ecological diversity for children is going to have to be the wave of the future. Just well, fundamentally. Yeah, I looked into that, and I think you actually have to be able to recoat the walls to get a new absorption because after a while they, they get loaded. You'll put up panels that you can replace. Uh, IKEA makes curtains that do the same thing now that you can well, buy that absorb these chemicals. Bioeffluence and everything. Yeah, it's, it's everything because what they're finding is, and you all know this, the the living chemistry that is the indoor environment. It is not just simply the products that we bring in or the building products, it's, the, it's this whole dynamic interaction between all of it that uh, we're just now understanding. So you're talking See, about doing almost like uh, tackified walk-off mats just yeah. on every surface. That's what I was going to say, no, but yeah. I thought we were being funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but chemical, oh, wait, chemical walk-off. Let, let me rephrase. Uh, well, we don't care, so it's all right. I don't yeah. care. Those in the audience know why we've brought Jay West on the show. And you'll have you'll have that in your house while you're watching Gay. And you'll also understand why we don't bring Jay West on the Thursday daytime show. <laughs> Generally, I was on it. yes, and we stopped bringing you on it. Yeah, well, because you knew, but you knew that I was better served. Uh, I had, yeah, right, I had right, yeah. right. I've I've been a football coach I, for a lot of years. I, I I'm good at choosing positions for people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that didn't sound right. right. <laughs> I mean that in any other way other than sports. I'm glad this is like the after hours show. We're all grown yeah. up. Oh, come on. I didn't mean it. I want to do a position with Bob. I'll do it. <laughs> tell me otherwise. Tell me what I can do. Yeah, Bob, you set yourself up for that one. Buddy. I did. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yourself, man. <laughs> Insert the foot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Brett? Brett, what do you got for next uh, eight years? What do you think our industry? You know, do? I, I uh, Kevin, I really appreciate what you had to say, and I think that makes uh, a ton of sense. Uh, and I think uh, uh, let, let me uh, let me just say, if you take that and you try and uh, pull that into the commercial uh, environment, uh, you I have to. We're going to need to do something in the commercial office environment as well that that mimics what you're talking about for the for the residential environment, uh, and and there will definitely be. Um, uh, I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but there will definitely be something to address those kinds of things that happen in a commercial environment. And if we if we can uh, if we can't stop it at the source, we'll figure out some way to to trap it before people can be uh, exposed uh, to some degree. So I, I would expect to see that probably laminar airflow systems too. Well, and we've already we already see those. So uh, you know we're going to see Just more more of them. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and I apologize that I have to drop off now because uh, I have a porn show I'm supposed to join. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're truly in the spirit role. of the show, Brent. Wait, it, so, Bob, please assign him a position that he should take. <laughs> I've got a position for you, Brent. It's too blind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can show you on camera, but I won't do that. So, uh, uh, no, it's uh, we'll, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, Bob, uh, I appreciate you. And I appreciate what you brought to our industry. I really do. Thanks. Uh, and it is, uh, it's outstanding. And uh, all of us are better because of, of uh, what you've given to the industry. Thank you very much. Well, what our team's done. I, and I really want to make that super clear. You know, it's, it, this is not just me. Uh, this, this is like, I've, I've had a team of people working with me. I've done a lot, but, you know, there's been a lot, you know, there's been many people that have made this happen.
Absolutely. And, True, and, and, and there, therein is what makes you the man you are. So uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure <laughs> working with you. And uh, uh, Thanks, Brent. I'm sorry you have to drop off. All the best to you. Thank you. Thanks a bunch. See you. Bye-bye. So, Bob, you're the good coach who picks the right people. Well, I, I mean, I always – I mean, I'm going to say honestly, going back to you know historically in, in football, yeah, I always I always felt that I was, um, but more importantly, picking the right assistant coaches and having the right team of coaches. As a, because I was a head coach at a, a couple different levels. I mean, I actually went from Pop Warner. This is going to be really weird. I went from Pop Warner to Indoor Pro Arena to high school, which is a weird progression. I went from a Pop Warner coach and an athletic director to an assistant head arena indoor pro coach. Um, men, men or women slept as women. men. Oh, well, you, you know what? Actually, I would have definitely went in that league. You know that 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 <laughs> the lingerie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I'll, that. I'll they really hit each other too. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but we were we were kind of like the lingerie league the way my team played. So did but, you discover uh, uh, what was his name? Warner, uh, the St. Louis quarterback who came from the I arena not, league. And no, was I, I was in the AIFL. AIFL was a, was about a tier one tier below AFL two. It was, was still like the, we played all over the East Coast, but it was. Uh, yeah. Did you play in the Canada was, League? Did you wear your coach in the Canada League? I did not, but I worked with. So, so one thing I did have the chance to do is work with uh, a guy named Robert Drummond, who was uh, he played played for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a big star at Syracuse University, and he was a big star in the Canadian Football League. MVP three times. Played with Doug Flutie on the Argonauts. Won like six Grey Cups, and he was cool. league MVP. And this guy taught me. First of all, he's the nicest guy in the world, but he. I learned so much more about football with that man spending a season with him, teaching the Doug Flutie and his mindset of how the run and gun Canadian offense, because indoor arena ball is kind of like that guys going in forward motion. And, uh, and, and, you know, I had never, I had coached 11 man football. I didn't, you know, and, and the comment was made, Oh, pop Warner coach, which is like, now you're a pro coach. Uh, well, but I was always good at fundamentals. Well, that's why, here, you know, we're all why, into football. I mean, we're no, all deep into Doug football. That's why Doug Flutie was game. a perfect uh, you know, kind of conduit for him. It's a guy his height, who are both the height of pop order guys, <laughs> and yet, but Doug had made it. This has little uh, people, and the, uh, and Doug knows how to level. Doug knows how to do a hail mary. He knows how to run. He can't see. He can't see over the offensive lineman, so he just throws it. Well, you know what's fun. You know what's funny too. I had the opportunity in high school then to coach. I I coached a quarterback that was five eight. Actually, a couple of them. And you know they're way too small in modern day football. You're looking up to oh, them. No, no, too, no. Right? no I was a quarterback coach too. So <laughs> quarterback the thing is, uh, it's, uh, no, you you just you make you run the offense that way. You run a run and gun offense and sprint them. You know, and it's like if you got a guy that can run and do stuff like that, oh my goodness! Kyle you know, it's Murray. like there he is, Carl hey! Grimes, <laughs> illustrious Carl Grimes is here. Is anybody else here? Uh, Carl, I got to change. Carl, you're muted. Oh, you're muted. Or your audio. Or you're not using the right uh, button. Go into your cam mic settings and make sure you select the uh, different mic. Oh, you're just muted. You're muted. No, no. Yeah, unmute. Let me see if I can unmute him. Does anybody remember the? uh, I think. Oh, I just. You go into cam mic on that gear shift button. You click on that, and then if you go to audio, uh, you can choose your. It looks like an ear of corn, but make sure you got the right sound uh, choices, (laughs) Carl. Are you hearing us? So go to uh, Cam Mike down in your settings below. Click on that. Open up your audio settings. Wait, let's start with, can you give us a thumbs up that you can hear us? Oh, yeah, you probably can't hear us either. Ah. Carl, are you on a computer? Hit Control-Alt-Delete. 
Apparently he can hear. <laughs> you can hear. Know where the camera. Is. Thumbs up. Can you hear? Can you hear, Carl? Yeah, he gave the thumbs up. He did. Okay. Is he getting so jello Carl, slurpees. Go, with go to your. See if you can unmute yourself. Can see anyone can do American Sign Language? There. Yeah. That's hey, talk. Okay. Stay unmuted. Now go down to cam microphone. Hit that button, and then hit the audio tab in there, and choose a different microphone. He's using. And a keep Chromebook. choosing microphones so you see the little green dots by the microphone no, symbol. He's still on a Chromebook. He's still using the same old Chromebook. You're not using a stuff. Chromebook, are you, girl? No. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Come on, all the way around, Kevin. You can do it. Come on, Kevin. Come on, Kevin. All the way. Uh, what are you uh, power, Kevin? You can do it. Come on, Kevin. Oh, I, I really, oh. oh my God, Joe. <laughs> Joe. What? You got you get, call Carl and see if you can yes, uh, call, call, call him and, and see if you can walk him through this you know with audio. So uh, on that note, I'm, I'm so I'm going to take the lead again here because well it's my show, damn it. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, as a team show a minute ago, Carl. Yeah, but okay, it is a it is a team show. Um, well, what I'm going to do is actually I'm going to do a plug because this is like I, I've gotten way into the show and haven't done the plug that I need to do. So, uh, yeah, that's really important. Let me get to the graphic for the plug. Um, yeah. Are you telling me I don't have the graphic here? All right. Um, yeah, I don't. We have a computer that's out. Well, I'm going to just do just a, a, a voiceover plug. So um, this November, we talked about it earlier in the show, but um, Isiac the uh, International Society of Indoor Air Quality and Climate um, is again uh, hosting uh, or running one of their uh, Healthy Buildings conferences. This will be the 16th one in that series. And uh, this one is in Honolulu, Hawaii, uh, November 9th through 12th. Um, the hosting organization is Siri. The uh, Cleaning Industry Research uh, Institute. Uh, John Downey's here. He's actually the executive director of that organization, and uh, we're one of the uh, sponsors, uh, the platinum sponsors of that. And we'll also be live streaming the um, the uh, online portion of that. Oh, David Krause is here too, so I'm going to get him in. So uh, we'll um, we will uh, be involved with that, and I think it's a great event. What's really cool about this this event um, is that it is. The premise of it is taking uh, research to practice, and, and that's a bi bilateral thing, right? I mean, it's, it's important that researchers understand what's happening on the practice side, but it's also really important that the uh, practice side understands the research side. So this is a, a conference that's dedicated to facilitating that conversation. John, I'm going to let you actually jump in and, and give a little bit of a uh, pitch for it, too, while you're here. I thought Joe, Joe or Jay... You, you probably would do better. Um, well, I, I get really what you said is uh, I, I think the important uh, aspects of the conference. Uh, it's interesting. Several, actually, several of the people here, including David Krause, who just came on, and, and Carl, uh, are also uh, involved in the conference. Uh, probably the most important aspect to any conference if we are indeed as we are planning to go face to face is the relationships that are developed and cultivated uh, between the actual sessions which are you know obviously the sessions are important the educational opportunities and in in particular as it relates to this conference the uh, opportunities on practitioners home. I go to Firefox and it works. We got him. We got Carl. 
Whatever he did, tell him to stop. We've got him. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> what? So. <laughs> Sorry, John. Well, I get to interrupt John then. <laughs> wait, wait, John. Uh, Carl's helping you because uh, he's a sponsor. He can also help you with your description. That's right. Uh, Firefox brought to you by. Carl is Carl's um, um, Hayward Score is one of the platinum sponsors, as is uh, Healthy Indoors, which is the platinum media sponsor. So, Carl, you and I have had many conversations about this conference moving uh, moving forward, and uh, yes, yes. as it went through a variety of challenges, beginning as early as uh, even 2018 or 19. Uh, and then we went into the COVID time. So uh, I know that uh, it's something that, honestly, Carl, before I ever thought about healthy buildings, you had talked to me about your efforts with ISIAC to bring the practitioner perspective to things. And that's what we're really focused on here. You have any thoughts? Is that a blank statement for Carl? Carl, are you frozen? He's not Carl? moving. Uh-oh. He's speechless. Carl? <laughs> Carl? He's really I'm going to pull Carl out and pull him back in, see what happens. See if that gets him. Are you back, Carl? Carl. Carl, Carl did freeze, and we lost him. Well, let, let me let me at least take this opportunity to introduce uh, our all-time champion, uh, the person who's appeared on more Healthy Indoors-related broadcasts, mm -hmm. and actually other broadcasts, too. That's just crazy. Dr. David Krause from Pensacola, Florida. Wait, I got to ask before Jay does. Uh, David, were you in Apocalypse Now? Um, no, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm probably related to the story that it was developed from. The horror. <laughs> oh, the horror. So, so da David, David has actually appeared on more of our broadcasts than Kevin Kennedy. Kevin Kennedy is number two. David is David's number one. And David, I've also done other things, right? You've been on the Indoor Environment Show, which is the ISIAC show we produce, yep. uh, the ISIAC uh, IEQ uh, Global Alliance show. And we've also done a webinar together for the Paul Corporation. So we, we've been we've been on camera a lot, buddy. We we've caused a lot of problems. No problem. <laughs> Solved um, a lot of problems. Thank you, thank you. And I'm still waiting for my uh, my blue jacket. Uh, well, what you're going to get instead of the blue jacket is you're going to get our make indoor air great again hat. <laughs> uh, you do have one. We have a make indoor air great again hat. Uh, it's it's our Myaga hat. Myaga. We have Myaga hats. No, we have we have hundreds of them. I actually hey, had hundreds of those made, and and they're black with green and white. So they're like they're really kind of they're they're not red or blue, you know. And and, and let's face it, it's kind of a marketing genius, right? Because if you're on the red side, you go, hey, cool, they're with us. And if you're on the on the blue side, they're like, hey, they're making fun of the guys yeah. on the red side. And honestly, it, it's we're talking about indoor air quality. We're not really. You know, no, we're just capitalizing on people's uh, ability to believe that you're with them. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. 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 Never, I just want to. We lost Carl. We told it. Is Carl? Oh, yeah. oh there he is. I can bring Carl back. There he is. Hi, Carl. Carl's back. Can you hear us, Carl? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? We yeah. can attend, Carl. Yeah, all right. Bob, so, what, what is it about communication over the internet with you? Uh, actually, Carl, there's nothing about communication over the internet with me. 
It's you. <laughs> Let's get this straight, Carl. There's one commonality between all the failures of the communication online that you and I have had, and it would be you. Uh, Although, say Google. except I got to say, we got you from that conference in Switzerland or Germany or wherever it was. And remember that we did that back in 2013. Yeah, that was, where, that was where everything looked blue. Okay. Yeah, but we still we at least had you from another uh, the other side of the planet. Well, maybe we live streaming then. Listen, today I got out of my appointment. I got in the car. I pulled it up on the phone. I heard you talking about Jeffrey Tubin, and I uh, brought back horrible <laughs> memories of another time we were on Jeffrey Tobin. Yes, Tobin. Yes. Yeah, okay. Mark Cuban. You're, you're confusing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. I started to speak and my battery died and the charger didn't work in the car and I get home and I get on my laptop and then I had to go my my inner I, I got the video or the audio back and then my internet dropped. I had to go to my other Wi-Fi. Wow. So, so this is like you had to work to be here. I, had I appreciate I appreciate your I diligence you. though. See how much I love you, man. I go. I to love you too, Carl. I, I, and you know, Kevin had mentioned how you know we've spent late nights at industry events, saying right. doggy, uh, late nights, late nights at industry events, uh, having conversations and stuff. And usually, Carl's been there. Yeah, yep. And I can right. communicate. <laughs> you can, Carl. You, you can, can, Carl. That's you're right. a way to go, Carl. You can. You're a communicator. Good job. You're Carl. actually doing that. <laughs> What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so now I'm working on, now that we've got this work out here, I'm working on becoming your number one on your show. How's that? I, okay. I love that. I, I love the premise of that. And uh, I'm totally in favor of it. So for those of you who don't know, Carl is our newest columnist. Carl started a column this past month called Guardrails and Parachutes. Right. And uh, it's a weird title. Uh, tell us about it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So the the premise is I you know I used to write for indoor environment connections and when that went away what was that 6 7 8 years ago or something uh, before I, we started it went away yes. uh, almost 9 or 10 years ago. Yeah, but okay. I know time flies. Yeah, at a certain point the perspective it seems like it's shorter time I get it. Yeah, right. So anyway, I didn't have a place to write and I had a job change and other things and Bob has been after me forever. Uh, uh, nine years, yeah, nine years, yeah, yeah. To, to write something, come on a show, whatever. But I'm afraid to because I, the first time that I actually really met him, I had a slide in my presentation of the that says, Don't can't just paint over it, and it's got the, the double yellow line over the skunk or the what armadillo or whatever it is. And Bob is in the back of the room, and he the slide comes up, and he immediately says, Carl, you stole that from me. Yeah, I did. I screamed at the top of my lungs in your presentation. That's yes, you right. did, you bastard. That's Who did you right. steal it from? You stole, stole it from somebody matter. I stole it first. I yeah, had it. I was really all over the United States in multiple <laughs> conferences. I was your known for that slide, and the son of a bitch asked for it, and then he used it. You're right. You're doing. And then it's after like that, so the indoors. Yeah. Yeah, but did you give him credit? It's not stealing. Okay. Yeah. Did you give credit? I didn't give credit. Uh, <laughs> well, why would you give credit to Bob? It's not Bob's picture. You know, I'll tell you, Bob took credit from the sounds of it. I yeah, made it famous clearly. in the IAQ industry. No, you made it famous in your own mind. Yeah. Well, I solidified it. In a court of law. 
I confirmed and solidified about. Besides, <laughs> I didn't get it from you. I got it from the internet. Wait, wait, wait. Tell us about the article, Carl. Tell us about your article. Yeah, oh, what are you writing? Your article. Okay, so the premise of the article is since I've been well, away. It's a column. It's a column. Writing, it's not one article. It's multiple articles. Uh, multiple comments. articles. Okay. Uh, is that things have changed. Not only for me, but things have changed in the industry. I've gotten involved uh, deeply with more of the consumers, the people that use our services. And that was, I got involved in that. I didn't want to get on Facebook, but I got involved in it and that ended up in a lawsuit that took five years to, before the judge dismissed the, the suit that was against me. Did you, did you um, steal something from somebody, like a slide or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Yes, I stole the truth is what I did. Yeah. Well, anyway, so statistics. the guardrails and parachutes, the things have changed. We're missing the boat as far as not all of us, not you guys. All, the good guys are on here, okay? It's the guys that aren't here that they don't get it. They all, they're out there, the pump jockeys and the and the snake oil salesman and so forth. And so I'm saying, look, there's people out there that need us. And one thing that's lacking in our industry is really reaching out to the consumer, reaching out to people. And even though we've got procedures, there's standards, there's things we can do. We do it for our benefit to meet our needs with what we think is important and not to the uh, even figuring out what the needs of our customer is. How do we personalize that? And that's becoming more and more important now with COVID and the awareness, uh, people overusing uh, uh, disinfectants, cleaning products with fragrances, people getting sick and so forth. Just in the, I, I monitor, for example, I monitor five long COVID uh, Facebook groups. And in just the last 10 days, the, the traffic on there has tripled. So something's going on. So it's becoming more and more important that some of us at least become aware of the people that we're working with. So that's what I'm talking about. And guardrails is how do we put up the, how do we change the guardrails that we have? The guardrails we have right now is the, um, is the legal boilerplate. That's all the caveats and limitations. So that if we fail or something goes wrong, we'll protect it. That's our guardrail. But the consumer, the people, they don't have a guardrail. So I'm addressing both sides of this guardrails for us is a cliff for the people guardrails for the people we see us smashing into the side of the mountain on the other side of the the curvy road so i hope yeah. to be i hope to be controversial you're on well, both sides of the guardrail yeah and this is a this is a different uh, approach you know we're really excited for this column carl because it's it's something we've never really run anything quite like this from an editorial standpoint so i, I think it's going to be fabulous so how do you fight against the misinformation from the russians on facebook Facebook. The Russians? <laughs> I bring, or, or those I bring in my brother. I bring in my brother because he knows Russian. Oh, okay. Touche. Touche. Well, okay. So, so uh, wait, David, wait, I just, no, I'm, I'm following. It ain't just the Russians that are doing misinformation. We have no problem doing it ourselves. So That's you know, right. According well, to somebody, they said there was, there was yeah. less than eight people on Facebook that are actually able to influence you know, probably close to 100 million people about all the, the, the wrong things about COVID and what you should and shouldn't do about the, you know, the vaccination. Oh, was so, all the meat. Yeah, got to do with Russia anymore. We, we do it ourselves without yeah. much of an, uh, we, effort. We learned a lot about the vaccination on the show tonight. But uh, 
you know, with, with the shots that uh, <coughs> Corbett had. Um, yeah, you, you've yeah. got about a 20-year immunity now, Jay. Yeah. yeah. Right, with all the shots. Yeah. I know. Jay has been doing quite a few shots. Jay's offering transfusions to others for their immunity. Yep. Yeah. It's a sexual transfusion. So. Oh, boy. I'll let Jay home. share his screen. I, I'm Carl. totally professional about it, though. It's like wait. So, Carl, how do you deal with the people that come on your Facebook group and have like the weirdest, like, oh, you know, COVID's fake? What What are you doing with those kind of people that are contributing? Well, it's interesting. I've been doing. I was doing some of that earlier today. I think that's why my phone battery was dead. Uh, I I find the first of all, I don't attack them. Um, well, that's I, your first mistake. You got to back them up. You got to back them up, Carl. Well, yeah, you challenge anyway, but some of it, they, they come in and I say, why do you believe that rather than something else? And they come back and say, Oh, one person said, I've got hundreds of doctors and hundreds of scientists on these websites, you know, and I say, okay, great. So I've got thousands of doctors and thousands over here. Why are you choosing the hundreds rather than the, the thousands? I mean, numbers are important to you, right? So why a hundred instead of a thousand? Let's go with a thousand. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to find the contradictions and to challenge them that way without just calling them calling them names. Carl, I, 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 I'll, uh, I won't take exception to that, but I will say a, a good, healthy dose of fear is a really good motivator. And some of the people who I have really just been shocked and saddened were, were against or opposed to taking the vaccination, though they be public health officials, though they be epidemiologists, master's degrees, supposedly learned individuals were still hesitant. But right, right. once a close person named Elon died and they had to, they had just had to deal with a crazy airport this past right. week, flying back and forth. They came back and said, I'm getting a vaccine tomorrow. <laughs> you know, okay. it does become just survival of the craziest and, so, you know, just willing, just scare people sometimes. Sometimes, you know, we handle people with a little too, kid, a little too much of kids' gloves. And sometimes, you know, a little horror story can help. Well, if you already have a relationship with them, you can do that. But it does you first, if you don't have that relationship already, you have to develop the relationship and then you can go in and pound on them. But they are, they are afraid. They are scared, but scared, you know, they, they've got the misinformation. And let me just give you a real quick story. I was involved with this with some actually PhDs. There was a very eminent bio uh, biologist, uh, PhD. He's revered by everyone. He came on with this YouTube that masks don't work. And he went through, he had the microscope. He showed the, the image, the pores, everything. And he went through and said, this is, I measured it. This is the size of the pore. It's two millimeters. Okay. And here's the size of the virus. And you can pass stack a hundred of them across there. It's not going to work. And he had it down. He had the science, he had the logic, everything else. The problem was, is he had the wrong mask. He, at least he was honest and he held it up and it said fashion mask. <laughs> fashion that, mask. Fashion mask. Yeah. Oh, and the weave of it. Was his name? Bob, I got a Bob fashion Bob mask. I'm serious. I, I, I just have bombed. It's like, really? 
Like, who, wh- why would it? It says fashion mask on it. It said fashion mask. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got, it's got a bra- like a braided <laughs> weave with a periodic two millimeter pour, <laughs> and all these other PhDs couldn't figure it out. All they said was, "I it's not. I don't understand. This something's wrong here. Something wrong here." It took me a while too. And he held up the the label of the mask right on the right on the camera, and it said fashion mask. There you Mine's- go, Bob. Mine said uh, bank robber. Not a real mask. doctor. I just bank robber mask. mask. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I'll, I'll add to the mask thing. So I go to the. Uh, this is when COVID still was kind of new, and I go to do my election board. I have to hand them my uh, thing, and there's a woman sitting here with super pride that she had knitted her own mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe she like, put an N95 filter on the inside and you didn't see it. No, wow. no. I could see your face because it was that. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. my gosh. That, is, some that looks like great, that, but it's doing right, nothing. Yeah. But, uh, I, I like the mask where you see where they cut, like, the mouth part out. Yeah. Right. And they got the mouth cut out. Smoke. I mean, Health-wise, yeah. you need to be able well, to I mean, I, I I've actually seen thing. people that had that on their PAPRs in the yeah. asbestos industry. Oh, the the asbestos right, things. Jack? Right? The yep. cigarette, yep. The cigarette <laughs> part. Um, you guys should have seen this, this this lady at the grocery store the other day. She had, you know, the dog collar things to keep the dogs from chewing their own stitches? Yeah, we she use that in cosplay, those, too, here. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> she had a clear one that was on her head like a lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> and just happy as could be that she was out in the grocery store. And I thought, wow, no mask or anything. Darwinism, baby. Because you know, air can't go underneath it. No, it's, that's impossible. That's innovative. Well, that's yeah. just like the plexiglass. You know, at the height of the pandemic, you know, when at bars and stuff, where you got plexiglass dividers, like. Do you guys know anything about airflow dynamics? It's like, do you really think it can't go around the plexiglass? I mean, come on now. Think about no, go back, it, it go, gets go back, there. No, go back like, 20 years and think about the non-smoking section in your restaurant. Didn't you smell the cigarettes over there? Come on wait, now. But people with the plastic, then people get close and they go down to where there's openings. They're like, hey, uh, so I need a box. <laughs> <laughs> Let me spew a little at you. No, no, they just simply step to the side. You know, I, just, I watch people at the pharmacy do that today. Yeah. Well, oh, because you want to talk around the plastic. Yeah. yeah, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. If they had put tinfoil on that cone on their head, David, that would have worked. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, but that's right. not EMS, girl. Come like on. the movie Signs. Right, right. Yep. So I, I want to say something. I don't, I don't know if anybody That's knows. troubling. We, we were talking. I know exactly. But uh, we talked about, uh, you know, here, uh, the, the eighth anniversary of the show. Um, but the first Of the thing, magazine. Magazine, my fault. The first guy to drop a cuss word was definitely Dr. David Krause. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, well, on the After Hours oh, show. How many times? He did, he did yeah, drop, just, well, he dropped, he dropped the big times, one. He dropped the first he, he one. It wasn't the right biggest one, the but bat. it was a big one. It's not the worst one. It's not It's not one of the. It's uh, not the worst one. Not one of the seven? Yeah. No, it's not one of the seven. Oh, Kevin, uh, what are the seven again? They <laughs> <laughs> together, everybody. You got to show me that you uh, remember. Yeah, uh, there'll be a test. Put it put it in the text. We don't really need to repeat that for a third time. <laughs> Even I am in, embarrassed. Mother, mother there's, is one of there's just that one word, that Anglo-Saxon word that really is offensive to most people outside of England. I'll put them in the. That's really why the pilgrims George came here, by the way. Say, says, it was that word. It was that word. They actually pilgrimage to the United States to you know to the the new, new to get away, from, to get away from the c word. P U. Uh, <laughs> 
pilgrimage United States something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I will, I will uh, claim ignorance or at least uh, influence from my time in the army. I, I swear there had to have been entire conversations with nothing but curse words. Oh, I'm sure. I believe you had data. Well, I mean, you're in, you you go there as a consultant in remediation. So there's nothing but curse words there too. Yeah, true. Well, he was right. Well, you can use it as an adjective, an adverb, a noun. I mean, you can do the whole thing with just that thing. People that were afraid to wear uh, masks and I thought that, yeah, I mean, so and we do at least, at least we do refrain from all of that type of activity on the day show. Mm. We, do. Mm. we do it's important the day show is is rated g i think it's still day in california right carl <laughs> i'm not in california and hey, in colorado <laughs> i'm in colorado i'm in denver where yeah wow <laughs> right, so wait, I'm, I'm back i have a new topic and because the, these are the kind of people, you, people you, why do you keep coming up a topic we're over hours we're, we're already past time <laughs> No, yeah. we're not. Well, well, I do want to get after. Do we have hours. another twenty minutes? Do we have another twenty minutes? <laughs> I, I don't have another get... twenty minutes. It, I the show doesn't go till nine p.m. You've got a two-hour show, isn't it? It's no. What it is now? Jack Springston looks tired. Oh, I still have beer. All right, well, I'll keep going. You know, I mean, if anybody, I'm willing to go a little bit longer, just like Jackson Brown. Okay, a little bit longer. Uh, won't you stay just a little <laughs> bit longer? Yeah. I missed the first hour, so I'm I'm fresh. I'm ready. No, he's fresh. He's like oh, okay. Oh, oh, so we'll, we'll just start the show. Anyway, so I have I have I have to share a slide here now. I have, I have, I have <laughs> advertising. No, no, hang on, hang on. So one. So this column came out back in 2015, and this was the second uh, part two. That Dr. David Krause like liked to talk about Legionella. He still does, but he used to look like this. He used to look like this. Oh yeah, yeah, like 20 years ago. (laughs) No, actually, well, I mean that the picture. I don't know when the picture is from, but that was the picture he provided us in 2015. Some people get sexier when they get older. Yeah, that's from when he was 21. (laughs) Yeah, some people. Button down shirt. Not the button-down shirt. Forget about it. I remember yeah. Krauss when he had hair. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a banker or something. There, you look real now, David. Way to go. Yeah. No. Yeah, so I, really I, I just have to. I just have to recant this one quick Krauss Some story. Guys like the girls Krauss like helped me do the ultimate, the ultimate gay, uh, you know, stunt at a conference. One of my conference <laughs> stunts at a you know big major plenary. Uh, I used to always go out. You know, people in the early days like it was like 99 or 2000 I, it might even been 2001 i don't remember now because it all starts to blur together but it was at some big event somewhere when when that susan valenti was producing actually and uh uh you know i used to always do this shtick of not having people you know turn silence your cell phones it was back when you know cell phones were kind of new people having them everybody's yeah, ringing yeah. and you know it's like oh, hey silence really your cell phone so yeah. i went to walmart, I, went to walmart. I used to do this and I, and I and i bought a uh fake uh Motorola StarTech, you know, a $10 or $5 toy phone that rang just like Motorola StarTech, gave it to Krause. He gets in this audience of like 700 people and he rings it off and he's like, like, you know, like he's up toward the front and I just look at him and stop, you know, and it stopped my presentation, you know, and then he puts it away and it comes out, rings, he rings it again, comes out. He, he did it the third time and I go, give me the phone. Take it up on the stage and I smash it into a million pieces. He gets up and storms out of the room and slams the door out of the conference room. It's great. I remember seeing session. that. There had to have been 500 people in that room. There was. It was a big room. And everybody was just like, oh, 
<laughs> you know, because they thought no, I really destroyed. They're, they're silencing Trump's their phone. phones immediately. They're like, oh, oh the pieces <laughs> went flying everywhere. I was hope lucky nobody got it in the eye or anything. Because I, sh- I just smashed it into the stage and the pieces went flying. And I go, yeah. And I go, again, maybe I should start drinking decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> I think there were 600 people there. There was at least 700, Carl. You know what? There was more than a million. It was the biggest presentation ever. ever, ever. Well, wasn't it your inaugural address at the Capitol? It was. It, it, it was every the whole. It, there was standing the room planet. only out in the hallway. That's right. Yeah, it took across 10 minutes to get out of the room because there were so many do, people there. There was a billion people in India and China year. alone. What Half of China do? was here. <laughs> what, what are Listen you going to do for the next eight years, Bob? Yeah, what's, what what's Bob going to do for the first? next eight years? Just to, you know, I, I, honestly, again, this show was supposed to be about the Bob show, but no, I mean, honestly, um, and, and I got to again say, Susan, you know, Susan Valenti and I are heavily entwined on this project of uh, you know the big thing that we're we're focused on now. I mean, the magazine sure is still there, but yeah, and we're doing it, and that's you know it's important to us. Obviously, it's our and it's, it's our flagship and publication, but really, the online global community is really our big thing. You know, so this healthy indoors online global community, really, this platform is kind of like the pinnacle of what we've tried to achieve in the last 25 years. This is it. This is well, then why did you put me in the magazine? <laughs> well, no, because the, ma- the magazine <laughs> you gets did featured all this on- work in eight years of recruiting, Let's- and now you finally get me on the magazine, and it's the magazine. Okay, oh, Carl, I mean, the, the, magazine, the magazine is still our, one of our major media things, and it's and it's our source of a lot of information, and it's read all over the planet. So it's it, right. it's a big deal. It's okay. everywhere. Yeah, so it yeah. is. I mean, all over the planet. All over. All over. The they, they just. They're actually. You know what? I'm even in. I'm going to get it online and show you the map. And show you how many people look at it. There's, you know, I, I Joe Hughes always puts that up there. He's in 67 countries or 700 countries or however many countries he's in. We're in just as many with the magazine. The magazine's all over the all over the world. It really is. Joe, did you hear that? Joe's in the audience, I'm sure. Joe, did you hear that? I hope he is. I guess I, I love Joe. Uh, Joe Joe's in the Joe magazine. Too. We've we've yeah. been featuring IP radio since right. the beginning. You know, Joe we're part. We're, we work with them. Uh, but but anyway, um, so the online global community is like that's. I, I guess I have to say that's my, you know, and, and our organization's folk point for the most part, because that that is actually that represents the ability for people to network, get together, uh, you know, meet people from other places around the world, different different disciplines and also sh- still share information. And, you know, most importantly, be able to actually host events there. I mean, the, you know, we're really excited to be doing this. Uh, this Healthy Buildings America event there for the online portion. That, that's our first major event on the platform. And, uh, you know, we're going to be doing a lot more. It's This is going to be a place where people can really, you know, a central location where people can do uh, online stuff for indoor environmental issues. So we're super excited about that. My apologies, my humble apologies. No, no, but so, so you're a big part of that, bro. So big part, your I'm articles so will be sorry I there. did that. I no, had no, it's no okay. idea. I should have trusted you after no, all. No, Carl, this time. You, you, you're <laughs> going to be you're going to be a focal point for us outreach between practitioners and research and consumers. We're we're okay. actually we're, we're really excited about this, Carl. I'm very happy to have you on the team. Yeah, go to the website, Carl. Jack Springston, I would love to have you back on the team. I know, but I have to finish current. Beer. If you can post some shit. Here's the thing. You don't have to write articles for the magazine, but you can post on the community. You can still blog there. You post on LinkedIn, cross-post on the community. So, Kevin, what website are you talking about? The uh, Healthy Indoors. uh, uh, I just 
clicked on the story, so I got to go back. Uh, the Healthy Indoors Online Global Community. Yeah. Oh, they have a website? Bob, you have a website? And there's a link to you of uh, what consumers <laughs> and practitioners need to know from Carl Grimes. Oh, is that right? I'm going to yeah. have to go read what I said then. Yeah. You probably yeah, should. You bro. are. Rump roll. Here, Maybe you should get off Facebook and go check out the website with so, you on it. If you're watching the show, you're watching the, the show form. here. Well, <laughs> actually, you know what? You're not necessarily watching everywhere. I was just thinking about that. You're not necessarily watching the show here. Like I was going to say, you are watching the show at this point, but you, you you might not be on the community because we do stream it to Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Yeah. So you could be watching it somewhere else and at healthyindoors.com. But this is really this is the online global community. It's all the shows and all the healthy indoors content and some of the ISIAC content's all free there. And then, you know, to the general public, and then you can get a free membership there so you can have access to everything. It's pretty exciting. That's where you belong. It is exciting. It's a place to be. This is, and there's honestly, I mean, I'm not trying to toot the horn too hard, but the reality is there's never been anything like this. This is really, this is revolutionary because this is an entire media platform for indoor environments. Isn't that the point of this? This could be the death of it too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know well, it can't get it, it'll better, be the death so of indoor air quality yeah, i'm gonna be the it. death of yeah. indoor air quality so indoor all right quality. sure okay, okay. indoor right. air quality died yeah. indoor air will never die so, yeah but it might kill somebody it probably already it is. already is yeah, yeah it already, already yeah. is so I, I'm gonna, uh, honestly i mean this might be a uh this might be this might be because of the um, I'm working on eight shots for eight, eight birthdays, but uh, the reason why I left the building performance and, uh, industry and came into the indoor air quality performance industry because I thought that I could interact directly with people, whatever. They'll, they're going to keep edit talking, it. keep talking. The editors will edit it out because uh, I feel like uh, I can make a difference. And uh, I think that that's the biggest thing that that connection between uh, the academics and the people who are in the field applying it. Um, it sounds, you know, it sounds simple, but it's not. And I think that that is huge. I think that that is what we need. That is the missing element. That's the missing link. We need to have a, a, a discussion. We need to have a, an ongoing, uh, um, show like this communication yeah. more obviously more than the show collaboration a collaboration yeah. a global community holy fuck party yeah. we need to have we need to make we need just to start to the people that do things need to the be whole doing planet. them right and the people that don't do things need to understand what the people that do things do okay so one of the biggest problems is we all use the same word but they have different meanings that's acronym, true acronym not even acronyms. Just use the word mold. Just use the word test. Any common words that you guys use, they have one meaning to researchers, a different meaning to public health, Amen. and a different meaning to practitioners, and a different mm-hmm. meaning to the consumer. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Right. And that's, part, that's part of the premise of your, your column, Carl, right? I mean, yeah. that's one of the things you want to address. That, that's, well, that's right. And not, and not just that. There, there's multiple ways to analyze samples. The, oh, yeah. ways that, oh, that the analysts, um, yeah, the researchers use are validated methods. And then there are ways that commercial uh, laboratories use that are unvalidated and, and alarm um, individuals, uh, such as uh, urine mycotoxin testing. Oh, yeah. 
But I've also seen the reverse. I I have worked in both fields, worked for an an environmental engineering lab, certified lab, et cetera, for years, and then went into academics. And the calibration thresholds to meet a research threshold was lower than Mm -hmm. it was for what we did in the environmental lab for defensibility and quality assurance. If you worked for a good lab, right? If, yeah. if you worked for a good, competent, accredited lab. Yep. Um, and, and there's it, some things that we're looking at right now that you can't get commercial labs to analyze. That's there's right. There's no standard methods. So we have yeah. to go to the research labs. And there you're really having to vet the researchers and their laboratory results uh, on a case-by-case basis. So, yeah. Because it, it, they didn't grow up in quality assurance. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you know the universities are not worried about getting sued, um, so you know it's 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 an interesting field because of that. Uh, I'll say we're we're regular we regularly find ourselves on the leading edge of science. We we find uh, emerging issues. You know, I did, I remember the the the, the crazy as a practitioner. You're saying being out in the field. Well, as a practitioner and as an academic. Okay. Um, you know, when I when I found myself at the Florida Department of Health doing the toxicology gig there, um, and the Chinese drywall thing started, nobody knew what to do, and we had chaos coming from the private sector, from academics, uh, from remediators, from consultants. It, if anybody had heard an average day there of the craziness that we had coming in, um, they they'd have walked away. I, I almost did many times, but you know it's. And that was an emerging issue. It's something we had never seen before. Hydrogen sulfide coming out of drywall. So can you see? I don't know if you can see the screen there or not. No, no. Hang on. I'll, I'll, now you can. Okay. Well, it's, it's called Crisis fuzzy, Science. There's an actual scientific paper on this called mm. Crisis Science. And that's yeah. when you go into a place. Uh, they want you to apply science. In this case, the specific example was an oil spill off the coast of France. Uh, or with the Chinese drywall. Okay, go in. What's the research? Well, first of all, <laughs> even if there is research, you don't know which research to use because you don't know what the problem is yet. Okay, you've got to analyze, figure out what's going on first and then find the problem. And this is the biggest problem that practitioners, field practitioners make with asbestos, <laughs> and, uh, but especially mold and water damage. They go in and test first. And you know, they, they don't have no idea what they're making. Yeah, they make an assumption. But, you know, uh, guys, this, that's what makes this field interesting is because it isn't a recipe. It is exactly. highly regulated. It, you know, it has really emerged and evolved with us and, in, you know, around us. And so, you know, there have been some, some I'll say, uh, wrong turns. There have been some some great findings, and you know this is kind of how something like this does evolve is uh, by trial and error. Hopefully, uh, more more success than error, though. You're so diplomatic. <laughs> so um, I actually have a session that's in the um, the wherever we're going in Hawaii. I don't think I'm going to make it there, but it's an entire ten minutes on the fact that 
the field the practice has been lost. It's been lost to only going in and doing testing. That the ability to actually assess the conditions, talk to the occupant, do a, a visual assessment, and uh, even before you pull out your tools, try and make some conclusions about what's happening here. Then the people are like, "Oh, let's do some testing, and then I'll wait for the results to tell me what's going on." And that actually should be only concluding what you're seeing visually or what's actually happening in the conditions or what you're hearing from the occupants. And that's a lost industry. That's a lost skill that is no longer around anymore. It's all about like, <laughs> yeah, I went by, I did some tests. You know, if the tests come back, there's something going on, then there's something going on. Meanwhile, you know, that, that's a, that's a total failure of how, what we're doing today in the industry. Sorry. The consumer says the tests aren't accurate. Yeah. Okay. And the reason it's not accurate is because it's not confirming what they think is happening. Okay. No, so no, no, wait, I, I, I'll catch you there. You know, it's not what they think. It's what they're experiencing. If somebody experiences something, gives them a headache. That doesn't mean that I can test that room to find That's out right. that there's something causing yeah. a headache. It's causing yeah. a headache. So let's limit ourselves that our tools are inadequate compared to the human being. So well, the other side of that is that people are selecting tools that are not accurate. Uh, yes. There are things out there, cheap tools mm -hmm. that people get that, they make right. claims about it and they go right. and throw it into a house and think that it's providing some kind of accurate, precise value. Well, there's a difference uh, between reliability and validity, right? So, right. Uh, yeah. that's all, and, and that needs to be also emphasized as well. So the lab analysis of the sample can be accurate, but the sample was incorrect. Sure. Uh, it's, interpreta it's interpretation too, guys. It, it, well, there's, and, and, there's like... It's, if you're talking about mold, and I think that's where you're going, Carl, because you're, you're in. Uh, it can be a host no, of things, no, but no, mold, is, mold is one of the worst, though, because there's not even a set no. standard you're shooting for. You don't even have a number that's a pass number that doesn't even exist. So, so whatever parameter, whatever type of test you're using, there's the biases within that test, the limitations of that test, the limitations of how the sampler took the sample, the limitations of how the analysis is done at the laboratory, and the limitations of how that, when the report's given to somebody, the expert, how they interpret that. That's right. Well, I, I need to jump in on here is you've got labs who will interpret the results yes. for you. And, so and wrong. We had that in the U.S., but uh, I was talking to somebody at, in Australia yesterday, and they were telling me virtually all the labs there interpret the results. And, and the lab's really? function is supposed to be analyze the samples and give me the damn results and right. i will data. Just don't data. interpret my samples here's well, to you that's that is well, the thing is how can they so true oh, they they, they, they're not I, saying how the sample is collected that's such horseshit you can't do that they don't know what's there right? all, they on their database. <laughs> all they should do is give you your numbers for you to interpret that's it. exactly that's right Right. That's well, it's a, well, I mean, that's why you know, I've been going on and on about this for years, right? The subjective science of sampling. Yeah. It's just like, it's so frustrating. I mean, I've done so many presentations on this because it just drives me insane. I have so, physicians who come to me all the time. What do I do with this? <laughs> I, I had a professional from the HVAC industry send me some results that his son had taken, you know, like a single spore trap taken in the house, no outside comparison, no indoor comparison, just, it's just one single lone spore trap and saying, what does this mean? And I go, I'd be damned if I know. And it's like, well, you know, like, seriously, I, you know, I go, dude, like you, 
you can't interpret this because there's not enough data. I didn't see how it was taken. I don't know where it was taken. I don't know what the outside comparison is. Well, there's, you know, it's predominant. It's dominated by Ask Penn. Well, what's outside? <laughs> I don't well, know. John, wait, wait, John's entire conference is about what we're talking about. John, you have something to say. John should say it too. And here, here's the plug. Actually, I um, wanted to ask you, Joe, when you made the comment that essentially the investigation is a lost art. I, this isn't an area that I know like you guys do. Why is that the case? Is it and is it true? I mean, to me, just what you said, nothing makes sense if all you do is go in and, and do some sampling in an environment. If you don't investigate, if you don't use your eyes and uh, ears and uh, nose to investigate the environment and have some training on what to look for, um, what's the point in doing that? And why... If that's a lost art, why? Well, Kevin and I preach this all the time when we do training that that is the priorities, number one, visual assessment. But that doesn't mean when I go to get my mold or other assessment, you know, testing training that they preach that. It's just not common that they're teaching people how to uh, assess and rarely do they even teach them how to communicate with the occupants because the occupant can tell you as much as any of your equipment will ever do. So or Kevin and I preach that all the time that you're, you're getting a, a good occupant uh, interaction and response and all the people that are there and a visual assessment and then decide what you're going to use as tools and testing that should confirm what you're seeing and visually experiencing. And if you don't have that, then and exactly. you could t tell me who who actually could teach that or train that. That's just those are the things that were trained before because we didn't have the equipment, we didn't have the, the kind of tools. They were teaching you how to go do a visual assessment and pull out one probe that tells you if it's wet or dry. And uh, now we're past that. They're like, oh no no, just run some samples and you know if they're high here compared to outside, then you've got a major cat catastrophic issue. Go to Facebook, they'll tell you what to do. Get out of the house and go spend thousands of dollars to clean up something that was really could have been done yourself. So, so it, first, first is, of all, where do they get their training now? The variety of places, some of which aren't really, online. you know, they're you all online. skewed. You know, yeah, they're online. Yeah. Well, they, they mold, mold labs and chemical supply companies is what I see. Right. I would say, who who are they? Yeah. yeah. It depends on what the who you're talking about and right. what training they're seeking. Right. Right. Uh, oh. for, from my, again, from my perspective, I'm I'm trying to train people who are not. Uh, not savvy. I'm, I'm mostly training HVAC techs. Um, and, uh, that's what I'm, I, I, I've really felt, uh, strong about that comment because, um, what I'm trying to do more than anything is help those guys who are consistently, constantly in people's houses, figure right. out a, how to talk to people. Absolutely. Which is one of the most important things. And then uh, for them and for the people, and then B, just have context. Context is a thing that is lost in American right. society. Am I right? Yeah. So one of, the context, yeah. one of the contexts of people that are doing this, particularly in residential, not so much commercial, but especially in residential, is I to uh, it's not for the person's needs. It's not to solve a problem or identify the problem. It's to make money. And if I can spray chemicals right. and if I can take some samples and the more samples, the better uh, charge money for it. And then uh, I can get in, do all this. I can make more money and make my next car payment, my next house payment. And I don't have to worry about all the stuff because I've got the guardrails of all the legal uh, caveats on the contract. Even if I have a contract, 
I'll yeah. disagree with you on one point there, Carl. What's that? Uh, you said that the consultant might say the more samples, the better. I don't see that. I see them taking no. as few samples because that's the path of you know maximum profit and minimum effort. Well, it's also there's, a, limit, actually, there's a finite amount of money that a client it, it, will pay for stuff, so they do. I, take, I can't get anything past you, Kevin. Well, no, right. <laughs> if they actually developed through the visual assessment some kind yeah. of sampling plan. Well, they don't plan. Their plan is ahead of time. One outside. Well, they don't do any of that. Are you kidding? That's what's gone out. That's what what Joe's alluding to. Also, right. it's not. It's it's being. It's it's the side of the practitioner that's also an investigator and is trying to inform their hypothesis, which means they have to come up with some kind of measurement sampling plan that is supporting or refuting the hypothesis that they have about what the exposure pathways are. But yeah, because the consumer doesn't know that. The consumer doesn't understand that. That's my point. That's my <laughs> point. Is that people are trying to serve uh, consumers and so many more yeah. now are demanding help me make my house in particular well, home what they're healthier is, is simple, and yes they, so they i give simple, them some magical, they want a magic stick yeah and the yeah. guy yeah, it's so easy for the for for the guy that's in the house to just give him a magic stick yeah but, and that's but, what we're fighting against well so, i'll I'm give him does I'll give him criteria for what yeah, let me referee. Let me referee. Let me referee. Give an order. Kraus. Kraus. Yeah. What you're, you're fighting, what you're fighting against are consumers and often juries who've been educated and informed by Star Trek and by CSI <laughs> and by NCSI and 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 then these fantasies of it takes 45 minutes to solve a murder. It takes, you know, a device to instantly read everything. And so a lot of the time we do spend um, educating our client. I don't care if the client is, you know, the grandmother who owns her house or is the marshal for the Supreme Court building. They, they, they all have that level of education and understanding of the science that we're doing. One of the things as consultants, I think that we need to really humble ourselves and whether you're a technician or a PhD or a CIH is to know when to say I'm in over my head. I don't know. This is out of my wheelhouse. Right. Exactly. And, and, and frankly, that's one of the toughest things for any human being to do is Absolutely. to admit that they're, they're at the end. They, they, they don't know. So other than uh, psychoanalysis for the consumers, how do we how do we educate them? How do we educate the consumer so that they turn away the snake oil salesman and they seek out and hire the good guys? Take off who are the good guys? Healthy indoors guys. Healthy indoors radio and and uh, Facebook pages. There you go. You don't. It's the most common topic I've heard since I've ever been a part of this any industry. What it is: educate the consumer, educate the consumer. It is as old as people have been going to yeah. homes and doing work. It's just right. it's a constant, and it always will be a constant. And it's not as though somebody's going to educate consumers. It's the hope to God that actually we get better people that are doing work in homes who can educate the consumer and not just rip them off or also believe that they're doing good stuff when they didn't do their own homework. They were never educated right. themselves. So education yeah. really is universal. It isn't just a contractor or consumer. It's yeah. that everybody should be educated. Well, I mean, so there were numbers. attempts to license, mold, at least mold assessors. There have been attempts to license uh, certain aspects of this industry. And unfortunately, they have, for the most part, lowered 
the level of confidence out yeah. there. Yeah, oh, really I can say that for, for New sure. York State. I know Jack will agree with me on that one. It yeah, hasn't, no, it hasn't I, improved I, anything. No, it hasn't. I think uh, the, the late, great Mac Pierce, those who, who know him or knew him, um, probably said it best uh, when he said Stachybotrys is toxic to homeowners' wallets. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, like this, I, I, I've shown this like a gazillion times on the show, but I, I, it keeps coming out because this was something that was literally sitting out at uh, Representative John Conyers' office in, in Detroit when I was at a, an actual hearing when he was trying to bring up the mold legislation in 2004. And I was there with Melinda Ballard. And we actually had a meeting with John Conyers. And this was sitting out there. And I'm like, see, this is the problem. <laughs> this, this is part of the freaking problem right here. This. Companies doing this. Mm-hmm. They spell mold. Well, just, just clarify. It, it, you, mold people are not exclusive to ripping people off on any industry. So no, you name no, it. You, there's somebody out there doing so, it. I mean, it, you, it, you, you know, doctors, yeah. lawyers. <laughs> it, every industry is full of Healthcare, it. But the problem right, yeah, is, there's there's a there's an inherent hysteria, and that's probably not the right adjective. But you know, like that the people have with toxic mold and all that, and the media's hyped that, and the black, you know. So it's it's giving unscrupulous players the leg up to be able to, you know, push this narrative and, and take advantage of people. And it happens more on the general consumers, but it happens on the commercial side too, because they get the, they get employees in a place all fired up, or teachers, or you know, parents at a school district, or you know, any number of places, right? But it happens with every emerging issue that happens out there. You know, whether it was you know, black soot, Chinese drywall. Formaldehyde, flooring. Oh, you, you guys hear about COVID? COVID has been out. You guys hear no, about COVID? Really? Right. Yeah, John, John. Run with I, that. I, I will say. That. Well, the, related to COVID, um, I mean, the, the industry I primarily represent is cleaning and disinfection. And, you know, after COVID hit, we've got these guys in spacesuits sp- fumigating the entire indoor space and sometimes outdoor space. And when you're dealing with consumers who, you know, somebody mentioned earlier in a positive context, fear, when they're, when fear is what is ruling their decision-making, you're going to have the people that do that sort of thing that are playing into people's fears and that they will be their savior. Uh, that, you know, that what happens is they make a lot of money and then shortly thereafter, when it's exposed as a fraud, which it is, uh, the then then the industry takes a black eye uh, as a consequence of the the uh, actions of a small minority that may not even have been involved in the industry prior to that that happening. I mean, same thing happened uh, with mold. I mean, it was it was different, but it was essentially the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that you had the mold scare and. So, you know, really what we're talking about is confidence in them, you know, what, and, and the fact that they, they, find, they find marks. Mm-hmm. And, Joe, you're exactly right. I mean, until, I mean, until you know, we figure out a way to make consumers smart about every decision they make, and that's never going to happen, we're going to have the problem. But what you can do, I mean, you got your time about regulations and things like that. I will say this. For the IICRC, which is an organization I've known since I was young, uh, in the cleaning, 
professional carpet cleaning world to start with and then into restoration. Uh, IICRC, at least in the things that they did, they established some uh, kind of a standard and a goal for the people involved in those industries to shoot for being taking certificate, taking classes, becoming certified. Is it perfect? By no means is it perfect. Um, and I've seen a ton of guys that um, took advantage there, but it it established a higher bar in that industry than it had before by far. Well, you know, this we're we're definitely not going to uh, you know to resolve this or, or, or answer this question tonight. Obviously, we're we're by the way we're way over time, um, <laughs> but we got into some sub, substantive uh, uh, conversation here, which yeah. is actually we, we, which we went we went from totally uh, you know totally like bizarre <laughs> worthless stuff to, we, we you know what the problem is we all are professionals <laughs> and yeah. eventually we got to, we got we got back to actual real topics because we can't stop ourselves from having so a real did conversation you, which is what would happen at a bar if we were at a conference right now yeah. this is how the conversation would go yeah so the interesting thing is the more we drank the better the conversation got. Yeah. The more we drank, the more on topic we got. Which doesn't yeah, make a damn bit of sense. So are there three drinks in Honolulu? Only at John Downey's uh, room. Only in John Downey's room. <laughs> He's going to have a hospitality suite for all of us. You guys, you guys heard what happened with New Zealand, right? They got one case and they shut down. You're right. right. They yeah, I'm scared about Hawaii. From one case. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, we're going to, obviously, we're going to be monitoring. And here we are in Florida with 21% positivity in Palm oh. Beach, and we're good to go. Wait, there, there is one fact about Florida that I found that was amazing. God love ready. Florida. People <laughs> are very positive in Florida, you know, clearly. Yeah. Wait, David, you know, David you I see a fact, lot of positivity in Florida. Wait, so, no, there, this is the most recent fact that Santos' uh, winning margin was so much. And then recently, the amount of people that have died was the same amount of people. The amount of people that have died in Florida <laughs> was the same margin that he won by. So his margin oh. of winning is dead. He's killed yeah, his winning edge. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. you know what? I mean, honestly, they, we could go on and on. I mean, let's not go down the COVID path right now. We've done enough shows. <laughs> we will do more shows on it. But the reality is this discussion could continue into the wee hours. Hey. And again, if we were oh, at a conference, yeah. we'd be doing this till two in the morning. It'll be here in eight more years. It'll be here. I don't have enough beer. But isn't that the purpose of this show is after hours? So maybe do kind it next week. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we're only doing it monthly now, but we are we are going going to probably in the not too distant future turn it into a weekly show. Um, just because I think there's a there's a reason for it. I thought it was two hours. I think it should be no, two it's, hours it's monthly. Do you ever read monthly? any of the emails what, I send you as quote? No, dude. Um, but our competition. Do you look at any hours? of the promotional materials that everybody has shown from seven to eight thirty every day. Two hours. Passive house. Everybody well, else does two hours. We should do two hours. The well, two hours suck, though. We already went two hours and eleven minutes, Joe. We're at two hours and eleven. No, yeah, you said till eight thirty, and I've only got a little after seven. You're in Colorado, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Eastern Daylight yeah. Time. The world runs off of New York. Go back yeah. to California, Carl. Yeah, tell right, me listen. about it. So anyway, I really, really appreciate all you guys being here tonight. This has been fantastic. I, again, want to put another plug out for the Healthy Buildings America 2021 event uh, coming up. And you can find out more at this website, right? HB2021-America.org. 
Um, we're gonna. A lot of us are gonna be there. Springsteen, you're gonna be there? No. Yeah, we're all gonna be online watching. It. <laughs> no, Joe, I need no, no. no. Johnny's you killing you. I know. The truth sucks. The truth sucks. So there you go. You know okay? what? That's, we're gonna. Yeah. We don't know the truth. You can't handle the truth, Medash. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to – I would, whatever venue that I can get uh, the, the information, I'll definitely be a part of it. So you're going to, like, end up at, knocking on the door in Honolulu trying to get into my hotel room. I can see that coming already like a vagrant. Yeah. I thought you told me I could. I but, did. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, if I can't, I'll, I'll – As long as you bring a grass skirt and you're prepared for a position. Uh, we're going too far. It's a callback, dude. you got to get the callbacks, Wes. You know that. Amen. Uh, hey, listen, if it gets me a trip to Hawaii, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, right. Whatever, whatever it takes. Listen, so I want to thank all of all of you for uh, you know spending your evening here. Um, this has been fantastic. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, thanks for being here. Everybody, here. Carl, Joe, yeah. um, Jay, John, Jay, 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 John, John, you know, John, the newest of the crew, you know. Uh, so we'll be back again next month, uh, you know, for what that's, for that's worth um, with with this show. We don't actually don't even have the date scheduled yet, but we'll be back up in September. We do it once a month, usually the third Tuesday of the month. So. Two hours. <laughs> no, it's not hours 30. Two hours and 11 minutes. Yeah, two hours, we're going to do a two hour and 11 minute show next time. Uh, so anyway, um, again, thank <laughs> We, we just started 11 minutes ago on my clock. You know, I cannot I cannot actually corral you cats much longer. So I, I really, again, thanks thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody who watched the show. Uh, there was some good information. There was some fun and actually some reminiscing. It, it, this, th and thanks so very much for all your guys' support over the years um, because, you know, we certainly couldn't be here as Healthy Indoors without you guys uh, being part of it. So, you know, this, this is this is – Cheers to everybody here. Cheers to all you out in the audience, too, because we're going to push this forward and uh, do our, our part to really uh, help push this narrative forward throughout the planet and throughout all the different various uh, verticals in this industry. So um, without further – oh, uh, one last plug. I want to say uh, we have a really great show coming up on the Thursday show this week. Uh, this Thursday at 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, we have um, – uh, a show from AFA, the uh, talking about allergy and asthma, and it's going to be a really, really, really good show. Uh, you, you'll you'll want to see it. It's it's an exciting broadcast. So we're looking forward to that too. So um, yeah. So until next time, I guess we're, I guess we're going to say uh, adieu, kids. Joe, you have a final final closing thing because I didn't I cut you uh, off. Yeah, no, yeah. So uh, actually, it goes back to you. I know you, you're you're not the show, you're not the book, but you are you, uh, and uh, you know. If this isn't just us, we appreciate all your effort and the fact you keep us all moving. So th thanks to you. Thanks, guys. Well, I really appreciate it. And, you know, and kudos to Susan who had a drop off. Yes. Uh, she's done just like a tremendous job with us uh, helping things happen. And she's like a lot of the driving force behind what we do with Healthy Indoors. So, um, Where'd go, and, Susan? so anyway, okay. until next time, kids, yeah, we're out. Bye.